I ended up sending uh, this really weird message to my um, brother-in-law today that mm -hmm. was meant to go to my um, a, a different chat window that oh, I was no. talking with my friends. <laughs> it was um, I, I posted in there that there was a uh, a picture of uh, the Event Horizon uh, Blu-ray is coming out by Scream Factory. Ooh. And I was really excited about it. Um, <laughs> because, uh... <laughs> oh, shit. I was really excited about it, and I was telling them, I was like, oh, man, there's all these um, weird deleted scenes, and in one of the deleted scenes, it actually shows Sam Neill's asshole in it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Great. And the actual message just says, I believe it has a deleted scene that shows Sam Neill's actual asshole. Um, <laughs> and I, I thought I had posted that um, in that chat window. And then I see another message that from my brother-in-law, it says, I'm sorry, what? LOL. And then I'm like, oh, my God. You know, so, and so then Bro. I'm like, oh, wrong window. <laughs> so I have to like go back and he has not responded since. He's read it, but he's not responded at all. Oh my God. <laughs> and then I, I said that. I actually I said, the, <laughs> um, I said that to my other chat group and my one of my friends said, I just honestly spat out my coffee when I read that. <laughs> like, nice. So said just well done. Then I said to Jamie, and she's like, we're never getting invited back over there at my mother's house again. <laughs> and then I'm like, and then she comes home, and I'm trying to talk to her, and I'm like, uh, well, I'm like, isn't that kind of funny, what I said yeah, to your brother? And she's like, it was a little, she's like, it was a little weird. And I was like, it's just, I was like, it's, I was like, but you did, you had to see the context that I was saying it in. She's like, I did. I did see that. And it's still really weird that you're talking about Sam Neill's asshole. <laughs> so I, Why is that I even a deleted scene? It's not. Uh, I just made it up. It's not no. a deleted scene. I oh, made it all God. up because I was trying to make them laugh. Um, <laughs> because if you've ever seen Event Horizon, there's some really messed up stuff in it. Yeah, the blood And work. I just thought the idea that maybe, like, a scene, an image of Samuel's butthole, like, was, like, one of the things that they couldn't add in the movie. Um, but they had to cut it. But maybe for the Blu-ray release, Scream Factory's adding it back in. <laughs> and I knew that they would laugh, and they did, but it just got sent to the wrong person who had no idea what I was talking about. All right, so oh, I, whenever I you're around your brother now, you've got to just, you'll have that joke of, so... You ever end up seeing that Sam Neill scene? <laughs> yeah. That way you can talk about it with anyone around. Well, yeah, say yeah. that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone could be like, what's Sam Neill's scene? Oh, it's uh, Jurassic Park. You know, life yeah. finds a way and all. <sighs> okay. Well, I got oh the intro for the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> One of the only funnier intros I think we had that it was just so, super genuine is the one where um, I called Graham out for wiping his butt standing up, okay. and and, um, and that became this whole running gag for a long time in the old Nerdcast episodes. And yeah, we actually have, that. yeah. Um, and Ryan drew a picture, which was I thought was beautiful as oh well. God. That was. <laughs> it's actually still the icon for the Sega Nerds Gmail account. Oh, if you brilliant. ever log into Sega Nerds Gmail, it still has like a fat man wiping his butt standing up in the bathroom. It's so funny. 
<laughs> How far we've uh, come. I know, yeah. This is so good. Uh One and all to episode 37 of the Megavision Show, the companion podcast to Megavisions Magazine. Today is June 8th, 2020, and I'm Chris, the editor of Megavisions. Sorry. Joining me this week is Scotty, Graham, and Marson. How's it going, guys? Hello. Hello. It's good to have everyone back. It's been a while since we've had the old crew all back together again. Um, I guess the only one we're missing is Sketchcraft, but. Five people probably be a lot for one show. So, but it's good to have Marson and Graham back. It's like the good old days again. Um, but before we get started with the show, uh, we want to take a quick minute uh, to uh, just give you a quick um, update on a few things. So, I'm going to turn it over to Scotty. Yeah. So, uh, we want to acknowledge the elephant in the room. Well, the world stages room. Um, with everything going on around Black Lives Matter and the riots and just everything going on in the world that is difficult right now. Um, so this week, we're still letting everyone know about our Patreon, how you can support the magazine, but this entire month, anything that supports the Patreon will actually go towards the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. Um, so I will uh, have a link in this week's episode description regarding their website and all weeks going forward. Um, but along with that, I'm also going to add links for great resources to uh, generally support groups, petitions, events, um, anything that you'll need to see or anything that you uh, need help with donating elsewhere or see where you can donate. It's a pretty helpful site. Um, but if you're not able to help through donations, you know, you can still educate yourself. Uh, if you are able to protest, just be safe. You can, you know, it's also just as easy to Google your hometown with Black Lives Matter in there as well, and you'll find nearby places to help more directly. Um, despite what most of the feeds out there have been flooded with, there are peaceful protests that you can also take part in. Um, but overall, though, if you're not able to do any of those, um, I would, you know, Maybe take a look at your social circle with your friends and family. Have the talks that you have maybe avoided. Uh, sometimes just talking with someone can spark that thought for them to then have those conversations elsewhere. Um, but we wanted to address that to let everybody know how we feel uh, and to help out. We might not have the biggest platform in the world, but we do have some little platform and we just want to help out where we can. Um, and, uh, with that, I will toss it over to our fearless leaders so we can talk about the least important thing right now, video games. That's right. Fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It is nice to, um, to be able to talk about video games just to, for at least a little bit, kind of take our minds off all the craziness that's going on in the, in the world. Not, not to say to like, um, uh, forget it, but it's just nice to be able to take a minute and just talk about video games because they make us happy. Um, guys, speaking of video games that make me happy, um, I did something insanely stupid and crazy this weekend. <laughs> um, I've been in the plans now for several weeks, maybe a little over a month or so. 
Um, but I drove from New Jersey all the way out to Illinois and back, which in total over like I think it was like close to 740 miles. Did not um, visit Morrison. Did not visit did Morrison. Did not visit did me. Did not visit TJ. Um, did not visit me also. Did not visit you also. <laughs> you passed half the state. Oh, that damn arcade cabinet. I passed everyone. Uh, and it was in total about 25 hours worth of driving. About 13 hours, close to 26, to be to be honest. But anyway, I drove out there uh, to DeKalb, Illinois, and I picked up a Neo Geo MVS arcade Woo. I've This isn't my first arcade system that I've owned. I, I had a hang-on arcade cabinet that I bought several oh, years wow. ago, maybe about six years ago, and owned that for a number of years. Uh, and it just got to the point where no one was really using it anymore. And uh, Jason uh, on the website, uh, I ended up trading him the arcade uh, for a few games. I got uh, some of the Splatterhouse games and Atari Ooh. Lynx and some other stuff. It was, um, I tried to give him a good deal on it, but I just knew that it would be a good home. It, it was going to yeah. go to a good place that someone would appreciate it, take care of it, fix it up, do that kind of thing. Got rid of it just to make some more room in the house and stuff too, which made my wife happy. Uh, and but the an MVS guys, this has like been my one of my holy grails forever is to own an, a Neo Geo MVS. Um, and for for those out there listening, if if you're not familiar with what a, a Neo Geo M, MVS is, it's basically uh, SNK did something really cool, like you know back in the '80s, where arcade owners would you know when they would buy an arcade. Uh, they would actually have to buy the whole unit. Uh, and once that game got old, uh, they were really, they didn't have a lot of options on what to do. They could either, you know, kind of like put in storage, they could try to sell it or whatever. But after people didn't really want to play those games anymore, it was kind of, you know, just, they didn't really have a lot to do with them. So anyway, SNK came around and they developed the MVS, which enabled arcade owners to basically uh have a uh a cartridge slot to be able to put new games in so they wouldn't have to buy a new a whole unit they could just buy uh an actual cartridge and some of the like the uh the decals and the placards and stuff that would go into the the system and they could just swap them out uh and then i think there was there were several different iterations and versions of the mvs uh i have a two slot one i think there's a four four slot one as well um, and maybe a couple others. Maybe there's even a one slot. I'm, I'm not sure. I am not an expert on the MVS by any means. Uh, but I ended up getting the two slot one. It came with a uh, a multi cart, so it has like 161 games uh, loaded on it. So basically, it has a ton of games. Uh, but a lot of those are kind of uh, like hacks and like. So it's like the same kind of game listed a couple different times. And in total, I think there's close to about 90 actual games that aren't doubles um, in it. So that's a pretty good deal uh, for, for what, uh, you know, for what I got, I was pretty excited about it. Uh, and now it's home, but there's one problem with that. Mm-hmm. I had to, you know, like marriage uh, is all about compromises. Um, none of you guys are married. Uh, but the one piece of advice I can give you for a successful marriage is always compromise. Um, and 
the compromise that my wife gave me, uh, maybe it was an ultimatum, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> okay, you can get this arcade system, but you're going to have to figure out a way that, uh, you're clearing out some other stuff because you're having too much video game stuff. Now okay. you guys have probably seen in my little Harry Potter closet underneath the stairs is yep. where most of my arcade or game collection is relegated to. And it's just, it's sad. Uh, you know, it's just, it, it's, it's not out in the open. I used to have a great display in some of my older houses. If you guys go back and listen or watch some of the old uh, Nerdcast interviews and podcasts that we did, it was all behind me and I was so proud of it. It looked great. Um, but it's just relegated into that closet right now. So I made a tough decision that I am going to rent a, um, a climate controlled storage unit and take everything there. Put the kids in there. <laughs> and put the wife and kids in the store. So, um, I'm going to put it in there. It's not long-term. It's going to be a short-term solution uh, because uh, our long-term plan is to build the Mega Barn, which is going to be the, basically the Megavision's headquarters. Uh, it's going to be this gigantic uh, two-story barn that we are going to finish off. It's going to have a bathroom in it. It's going to have, um, you know, like it's actually going to have like a carpet or or vinyl flooring. It's not going to, it's, when I say barn, um, the shape and structure is that of what you would look or think of as a barn. But really, it's going to, inside, it's, it's going to be immaculate. And so it's going to be badass. Mm -hmm. So eventually the MVS is going to go in there. Uh, my game collection is going to go in there. Um, my computer and everything is going to go in there. And so that's going to be essentially my fully functional office space uh, for all my Megavisions work that I'll be doing. Oh, awesome. And I'm super excited about it. So it's, so it's also where Graham comes to stay, yes? Yeah, yeah. That's actually <laughs> going to be where um, is also kind of kind of be where my guests will stay. So whenever you guys come back out for like too many games, uh, Long Island Retro, and some of the other conventions that will eventually, hopefully, come back around and, and you know, we start going to conventions uh, to promote Megavisions again, that's going to be where you guys will stay. It's going to be kind of like our, our quasi-guest space as well. Um, and we'll have pulled-out beds and stuff in there for, for everyone. Uh, but it's going to be awesome. Um in total, we're, I'm dropping probably close to 40 grand <laughs> on it, um, put it all together. Uh, but it's going to be super badass. Once it's so done. I'm assuming you're going to actually stay there at that house then for at least a little while. Yeah, uh, we, Jamie and I decided that we're going to stay in this house uh, at least until all the kids are out of the house. So Odin just turned eight, and so he's off to college. Uh, yeah, so at least <laughs> an, at mi very minimum is another 10 years until he's um, – but probably likely it's going to be like another 15 years or so. Um, Ooh, but we don't want to – obviously, we this house isn't going to be a good one for us to retire in just because of the stairs and everything as we get older and mm -hmm. we get old. You don't want to be going up the stairs and stuff. Those so metal bars and things or the chair that drives you up the staircase. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. we'll just – like, Get like a really strong man just to carry me and Jamie up stairs. <laughs> and he just like, I can be that man for you. Yeah, <laughs> be a bodybuilder. You're too close to my age. By the time I need that, you're gonna be an old man too. Like none of you guys. We need like a strapping young lad at the age of maybe like Sam maybe he's Neil. not even born yet. He may not even be born yet. Oh, that's gonna suggest Odin. Just get Odin to carry up the stairs. Yeah. That yeah. would that could probably work. 
But then you never leave the house because you'll live there forever. Oh no, this is a... yeah, hmm. yeah. So <laughs> anyway, super exciting stuff. So like, man, this over the, the course of this next year, um, I'm I'm super excited. Um, as I said before, uh, in the last few episodes, I've retired from the Air Force, uh, and so I'm done with that. I'm going. I'm turning my kind of focus towards working on Megavisions full time. It's just all of the I had planned on like doing that already, but this whole coronavirus thing is just turning like flipped everything upside down and i'm complaining yes but i know many many other people have it way worse off um than me i'm i've, I've essentially become a stay-at-home teacher for my kids and so my job is now just going back and forth helping them all out with their different assignments but the good thing is this week is their last week of school and then they start summer um oh, so cool. I'm, nice. I'm really excited about that um and uh, then I'll be scot-free for the summer, and then I'll be working yeah. on Megavisions. One <laughs> last thing I want to just announce really quickly. Why um, are you trying to get rid of me? Scotty free season uh, summer. That was the joke. <laughs> oh, Scott, I was like, wait, what? Um, <laughs> that's actually pretty funny. I'll, I'll use that again. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm starting a, a new podcast with some friends. Oh. Um, you are getting nothing- rid of me. <laughs> I am getting rid of you. It has nothing to do with Megavisions, nothing to do with Sega Nerds, nothing to do with video game. Um, in fact, uh, it is a horror movie podcast um, that I'm starting with uh, a bunch of my childhood friends that I grew up with. I I grew up with these guys from <laughs> elementary school. Some of them I went to school with, uh, you know, since kindergarten. And one of the things that we've always had a a shared uh, fondness and appreciation of is horror movies and Sam and, Neil. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Sam Neil. Uh, we, we all equally love Sam Neil and his uh, posterior, but um, we, we even had, it was kind of crazy. Like in high school, we had kind of an unofficial horror movie club and uh, we would go uh, on the weekends. We'd all go to our local mall and they had a Suncoast video there. I don't know if nice. anyone listening remember Suncoast video and, and the VHSs. Uh, Dude, that's that where I got uh, volumes one and two of Those Who Hunt Elves incorrectly priced for like $16 instead of $36 and stuff. So, yeah. Nice. I got my expensive anime collections there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember. Good, yeah, they had a lot, yeah, a lot of DBZ. I, I bought a lot of DBZ yeah. stuff there back in the day. Yeah. Um, even they even had some like berserk, like some weird stuff that wasn't. Uh, it was before anime got really, really popular. I mean, it was yeah. DBZ before was you had popular. to like present your ID to buy anime because nobody knew yet. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, did uh, Graham did? Uh, do you guys have like a Suncoast video over there? <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. Right? It okay. was like right. it was like um, not quite a music store. More so, they had movies, which I think was the majority of what they sold. And then they'd also have, like, random T-shirts. Like, you'd see the DBZ button shirts that were just full print of every Super Saiyan on there, uh, illogically placed. And, like, um, maybe CDs and then maybe, like, video games in a corner. It's like Hot Topic meets Blockbuster, basically. A little bit. So was it was it all or mostly anime stuff or no? It's every little bits of everything, uh, um, and that was why we go there because we weren't going there for anime. We were going there yeah. for horror movies. So we would go there and just try to find the most ob- obscure uh, um, horror movies, and we watched some weird, weird horror movies. 
And one of those that we watched uh, was this movie called Blood Sucking Freaks, and it is super weird. I don't have you guys ever heard of it before? No, uh, I've heard of it. I'm gonna have to look it up here as you talk about it. Oh no, what the hell? You look at the if you look at the box art, it has nothing to do with the movie. Okay. <laughs> it's it, it it is it is it is nothing to do with the movie, but um, it's it's super weird, super crazy. Um, anyway, so uh, the name of our podcast is kind of a play on that. It's called Blood Sucking Geeks. Uh, and so each episode, we are going to pick a different horror movie, and we're going to do kind of, it's going to be kind of similar in format to what we've been doing with the Megavision Sideshow. Um, but uh, instead, we're going to, um, uh, we're also going to review like Blu-ray releases and things like that and talk about kind of the, the additional, uh, you know, features and things like that. So we may do like an Event Horizon one one of these days and and see all of like... Uh, Sam Neill's acting abilities on display mm-hmm. and some of the deleted and scenes. assets. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, heard he was a big asshole in making that movie, <laughs> but um... <laughs> gaping. You're a gaping asshole. Oh god. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, it's not going to impact uh, Mega Visions at all, uh, so don't fear for that. We're going to do it like basically. It's we're starting off just like a monthly podcast. We'll do it once a month on a Friday night. And um and we'll go from there. And but I'm excited, man. Um, I I love talking about movies. I love horror movies. Uh, our first our first one uh is going to be on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two. Oh, I believe it came out in '86, directed by Toby Hooper, I believe. Um, and it's gonna be good. So I'm excited. So if you guys are in the market for a n- another podcast keep an eye out on blood sucking geeks i'll 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 post next time once it's out i'll let everyone know and then hopefully you can go and check that out so i um i want to piggyback off that real quick because you'll appreciate this story since you have kids chris but i'll never forget that my uh english teacher in eighth grade she was she loved telling stories so someone would purposely like say something to get her basically telling a story uh-huh. for the whole class, just to waste time, whatever. Um, but she would always tell us stories about her uh, son and um, how when he was younger, they got a dog and they named the dog Tucker. And But the daughter picked the first name and the son was just livid that he didn't get to pick the name and whatever. <laughs> and so they're like, all right, well, you can, you can pick his middle name. Um, and so uh, the... Uh, we'll say her last name was Smith for the sake of this, but um, so the dog's the dog's full name was Tucker Chainsaw Massacre Smith. <laughs> so how yeah. old was this kid? That kid sounds awesome. He was not old enough that he should have been seeing that movie yet. <laughs> oh my god, that is so funny. But speaking um, of uh, of uh, what whatever you said, you do in a marriage or whatever. Compromise. Yeah, Remember, speaking of Scotty, compromising, so you need to learn that word. Having yep. grain. Um oh and if, if that all wasn't enough, um we Odin's birthday was a few weeks ago. We got him a new dog, um, uh, which he's been wanting. Uh a, a small puppy, not a puppy, but a small dog. Um he loves like small dogs and uh he wants one that he could you know hold, play with him, dress him up and all this stuff. So we got him what's called a Morky. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever heard of them. It's a Maltese and Yorkie mix. 
and mm-hmm. they are look they are probably the most adorable looking dogs I've ever seen. Um, he looks a lot like uh, if you guys have seen the labyrinth, you know that like weird little <sighs> dog that rides the other yeah. dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. He looks like oh. him. <laughs> and he's just he's so cute. And then my uh my mother-in-law bought uh for Odin's birthday, she bought him a bunch of uh clothes to dress Max in. That's the dog's uh. name is Max. And so he has a Deadpool shirt that it has the dead marked out and it says dog, so it's dog pool. <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. So Max wears that around the house most of the time, and he's such a good dog. Um and um, then we also bought fucking chickens for some reason. We, <laughs> we bought seven chickens, and so they're downstairs right now. And I just spent almost two thousand dollars on a chicken coop that's getting delivered on Thursday. Oh my god! And um, so and I, I don't know why I'm doing this myself, guys. Yeah, like I just I have this weird thing where I'm like, oh, life is going somewhat simple. It's I, I have everything under control. Let's just fuck that all up, and we're just gonna <laughs> get some chickens, add another dog to it. I don't know. Maybe I'll just buy a fucking pony and just let live in the house. Who knows? Live in the barn. It's all going in the, mega in the barn. barn. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will adopt Marson. Have him go move out in the backyard, live in the woods, <laughs> mow your lawn, and all that stuff. But yeah, that's interesting. That that is a lot. Like like you said, I felt feel like you you were like, all right, this is all nice and well. Let's do a hard right turn and get like a farm, basically. <laughs> well, we yeah. we have wanted chickens for eight years now, and it just seemed like it finally got to the right point where I've retired. Um, I have this time at home. Um, we could finally get it all situated. So I've, you know, I've used this time just to start projects around the house and finish things up like that. And so I think once we get the chickens, you know, once they're raised, because they're, they're chicks, they were only like a week or two old when we got them. Um, but once they're out in the chicken coop, um, for the most part, you know, other than like feeding them, uh, you know, making sure they're watered and, you know, uh, clean out their, their, their pen. Um, they're pretty self-sufficient. There's not a lot to raising chickens. Um, they're, they're a fairly easy animal to, to, to raise. And how, so, uh, um, how it, long have you been retired? Well, I'm not even officially retired yet. Jesus Christ. Um, I, I officially retire in July, but I'm on terminal leave right now. And so yeah, terminal, um, that's that one started, word for it. yeah, that started uh, about three or four weeks ago. Oh man. Yeah. If any Hollywood movie has taught me anything, as soon as you retire, they're going to call you, pull you back in for one last mission. That's uh-huh. what's going to happen. <laughs> we, need, we need Chris Powell. Get him. Get him now. No, no, retired, no. damn it. <laughs> we need I got chickens. I can't come back. to the phone. <laughs> Don't you <laughs> see these chickens? They're not going to take care of themselves, damn it. There's the Neo Geo in here. I got to play that. <laughs> got a small, tiny dog for my son. I can't just leave it. I'll play some Metal Slug, and I'll. that's how I'll do my mission. That'll be a training. That'll be the training montage. Just metal slug. <laughs> yeah, no. closer, your face getting closer and closer to the screen. Come on. <laughs> yeah, doing push-ups with all, well. the, all the chickens on his back and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, go running with Max. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm sorry, guys, for taking up so much time in the early portion of the show, but there's just been so much going on. I wanted to kind of update everyone. Uh, and hopefully... Yeah. Um, Hopefully I have some more crazy updates here. Yeah, well, I've, week, I've, so. I've pretty much done nothing then compared to you. So we'll just, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just skip right over. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I think Marson, you've been away from the show the longest uh, outside of Graham. Uh, why don't you tell us what you've been up to in this whole, you know, time that you've been away. 
Jeez, well, I'm not. I, I don't want to like make like a Lord of the Rings trilogy, you know, explanation. But I'm just gonna, you know, make a make it real brief, just so we can move on to the other things. But um, yeah, it's been a while. Um, uh, I guess since the pandemic, a lot of stuff has been revolving around you know working from home and then just trying to figure out you know how to you know approach you know regular life as I'm sure everybody has. Um, you know, like visiting my parents and that kind of stuff. Um, a lot of, a lot of, uh, working from home stuff. So I was one of the lucky people who, you know, I work on a website. So my, my other job is I work at a legal aid organization in Illinois as a content editor. So, um, we're doing a giant content migration thing for our website because it's going to be a new design and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of, a lot of work going into that and that takes up a lot of my time. Um, and what else? I mean, uh, playing games, you know, uh, I bought, uh, a bicycle cause I didn't have one since I was in like fifth grade. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of, a lot has happened, but I think I'm just gonna leave it there, but it's good to be back. And I, yeah, it's great hearing you guys again. And, and, um, Yeah. Awesome. And there's no Shenmue to discuss this time, so it's a even more even rarer occasion. <laughs> yeah, it's even Morrison's a rarer back. occasion because there is no Shenmue to discuss right now. There is. <laughs> I also Shenmue. bought Jamie a Peloton. Oh my god! What the <laughs> fuck? <are> you... <laughs> what is that guy in the bomb? <laughs> no, that's going in the uh, the the family room, and so. Oh really? Yeah, she, she's not going to the barn to go work out. She she wants to be right there, um, where it's uh, comfortable for her. So. Uh, but it was actually one of her ideas. So before people sit there and be like, oh, my God, what an asshole <laughs> making his wife train on a Peloton oh, every day. Is that that um, thing that had the super sexist commercial? Yep. Yep. That's yeah, it. yeah. 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 OK. Why was it sexist? What, uh... Oh, it God. It no, we're like... not doing this now. We're not doing this now. OK. <laughs> Just look oh, it up. OK. Because we have Peloton over here, but. I don't think the advert over here has been controversial. But anyway. what's crazy yeah. is that I guess like it's so popular right now, um, and I'm, it probably has something to do with the like, whole COVID uh, stuff as well. But yeah. uh, we ordered it in like mid to early May, and it's not going to be delivered until like later this month. So it's going to be over a month, maybe a month and a half that it's going to take to actually get here, uh, just because they're so back ordered right now. That makes sense. Whew. So it sounds like men all across the country are forcing their wives to to train on a Peloton. Great, twenty twenty. I, I, I ordered weights too. I ordered like a bunch of weights and equipment just because, like, I have some, but like it wasn't as many. Uh, and I'm doing like these Orange Theory videos on YouTube that they have, and I'm pretty sure it's free. So if anyone needs, you know, some kind of hour workout, you can do that. Uh, and they're not going to get here until it looks like end of June. I got them. I ordered them like mid-May. So the weights, Ugh. all delay. Ooh. Yeah, weights and resistance bands. You could just Ooh. go get rocks outside and just train that way. <laughs> yeah, we'll get some chickens. Get some chickens. Get a gallon of water or something. Or chickens. Yeah, <laughs> gallon of chickens. <laughs> Cluck you. Oh boy. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, do you want to talk about what you've been playing or anything, Marson? Uh, yeah, why not? I mean, like, since, you know, we have so much time on our hands, I got more opportunities to play other games. Uh, I beat God of War, the remake. Oh, nice. The other day. I still have yet to play that. How was it? I really, uh, I really loved the way that they, uh, made, uh, created the relationship with, uh, 
Kratos and his son. Um, I think they did a really great job with that. Very story focused. Uh, and I went back to play God of War three after that, and it's different, much more, much different from from the the remake. So if anyone has played the remake only and went backwards, it's different, but and, and it's good in its own way. Um, and then Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I actually started playing the other day, so I don't have much an opinion on that. And other than that, um, lots of Animal Crossing. I've tried Sonic Forces as well. Uh, What's your uh, hot take on Sonic Forces? I was going to literally ask that question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's okay, I guess. That's my hot take, is it's okay. <laughs> Not hot enough. I need something more controversial. Yeah, I I don't know. I think maybe the customization is too plain, I guess. Oh, shit! go there. But... Bow, 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 bow. Oh. <laughs> That's about it. All right. Uh, watching anything cool? Uh, have you seen uh, Event Horizon lately? Oh, God. No, I have not. <laughs> but I did watch Jurassic Park, speaking of Sam oh, Neill, nice. uh, the other day. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, Sam I... Neill in this episode. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I, uh, you know, a bunch of things through Netflix, but like, sometimes it's just all a blur. So, uh, killing Eve, I, I, I started watching recently. So I've just been binging that, uh, and finished the latest season and the Simpsons I've been chipping away for a good half the year. And I've got like 30 wow. more years worth. I'm in season, I'm on season 22. So I'm not oh, that wow. far. You started from yeah. season one. Yeah. Oh, in, in like November, <laughs> right? Wow. Which isn't that bad, honestly. If you're, I love going back and watching the er, like the early seasons uh, and just seeing how prude the the animation was, and then also Homer's voice. He sounds like, "I'm gonna come kill you." He's like, yeah. just, he back sounds like the... he's been chain smoking for decades. And you, can, you can see when it like dips in quality in terms of like you know the script and whatnot. But honestly, in yeah. like season twenty, a little after, I, I thought they got pretty clever in, in some of it. Like some of the later seasons are actually good. Um, yeah, I I don't think it's as bad as people make it out to be. Like the later seasons, I think it's just a popular thing to ban- jump on the bandwagon and say it hasn't yeah. been good since ten or whatever. But they have they have good seasons that yeah. are new. So if you got Disney Plus, it's all on there. So oh yeah, it's all. On. They even have like micromanaged Simpsons sub genres on Disney Plus. Oh yeah, yeah, like future episodes or whatever. I forget what there are on there. You can also see that really cool scene from Splash where they uh, censor oh, over Daryl Hannah's naked butt. Uh, he's talking about Disney Plus, not The Simpsons, just to clarify. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, that's not on The Simpsons. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. That is the whole thing that uh, everyone was talking about a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Classic. Wow. Okay. Um, Scotty, what have you been up to? Sure. Uh, you know, this and that. Um, Last of Us 2 is coming out, which is definitely a game everyone wants to play and sort of amazing that's still releasing right now. But uh, I've been sort of chipping away at the first Last of Us, more so to show uh, my girlfriend Rachel that game because it's one of my favorite games and definitely one of my favorite endings to a game. Um mm. So, and I am going to be using the the PS4 when the sequel comes out. So I just I, I'm I'm amping up, I'm getting ready. Um, not much to say about that. It's just it's it's cool stuff. Um, and uh, and before anyone's like, how can you play that now? It's pretty easy too, because it's pretty easy to get sucked into that world and and just zone out and kind of get engulfed in the story. 
Um, it's just a good game. Uh, but uh, I kept streaming the first Tomb Raider for some reason um, last week. I think I hate that game. No! <laughs> Dude, I was missing jumps left and right, and I kept dying on this one part where a boulder is at the, t- is at the top of this oh, yeah. hill, and I thought I could slowly back up to it, and then the, the game would like auto- turn the camera and show you like here comes the boulder didn't happen and i was just i was just mm-hmm. done i was done because of the the old school saving and i actually turned it off and put in another game real quick just to end the night on a semi-positive note on the stream but <laughs> may or may not continue uh, with that game i see why people liked it but if you go back to it now despite the fact that they did have to deal with only one directional movement there is no second stick those controls are rough um, it, is that the level after the the lost world where it is the the dinosaur one? It's two. Uh, yeah. It might be the one right after that, or the or two yeah. levels after that. Um, where I, you're I trying to get a bunch of keys. Level you have you you have to go like up and down this main area in the middle. If that mm-hmm. jogs your memory yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It was just it was just stupid stuff. Or I would accidentally jump too far, and she would she does her swan dive, and I would like do that into the ground, and I would just be like, "Yep, that's exactly what I wanted to do." Let's uh, here we go. Um, <laughs> so it's just I don't know. It's, I I I gave it a fair shake, so I don't know if I'll keep playing that or not. Um, but I need to watch uh, your streams. So I can get like spare you on. Like, yeah, dude, come on. It's yeah. The 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 saddest part is like. The stream, I, I, there's legit been one dude in there who's been guiding me through this whole thing pretty much, and he tunes in to watch me suffer slash he just enjoys the Tomb Raider game. Um, but whenever I mess up, he's like, dude, dude, come on, you know how to jump over that. I'm like, I know, I know, I know, but <laughs> whatever. I'll get through it maybe. Um, I feel like I've given it its 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 due diligence though. But uh, other than that, though, I actually started playing to keep up with this Patreon I support. They do a game club every month, and this month's club game is Demon's Crest on the Super Nintendo. Um, and I'm playing that through Nintendo's online service that just has it's basically the Nintendo channel, you know, as opposed to the Sega channel. Mm-hmm. Um, have you guys played that at all, Demon's Crest ever on the SNES? No, no. Yeah, I, I played it uh, back in the okay. day. Uh, fun it, game. Yeah, I, I never got too far into it, but I, I've hard. played it a lot over the years. Yeah, it's difficult. It's uh, it's a Capcom game, and it is like it, it's just from the time when Capcom was really shining pretty bright in the '90s because it is you play as the worst named character ever. His name is Firebrand. Um, he was in, they actually put him in Marvel versus Capcom three, I think. I don't remember, but. You are a demon with wings and stuff, and you can fly around and, like, you spit fire, but you also gain these other abilities every time you beat a boss, a la Mega Man. And the coolest thing is the map, because it uses Mode 7, where you fly around the whole world map and then, like, dive into the next level you want to go into and stuff, um, which you can play out of order, kind of like Mega Man as well. Um, I was getting my ass beat on this one boss where he did not have a pattern. He would just... It was, like, very proximity based attacks and i could not i was getting so mad i started scum saving too because fuck it because you can on that thing and um and i was talking to like the the patreon group about it and i'm just like i don't know how anyone ever did this and blah 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 and then one dude's like yeah i usually go to that guy last because you need another item and like a couple potions like i oh i had none of that and i beat him and i've maybe the rest of it will be a cakewalk but um crazy difficult if you don't know what you're doing um and then lastly most importantly, 
I played Quake 3 Arena online Friday night against real people Ooh. in real life. Yeah. I um, go. It I I suck at that game. <laughs> I um I straight up took a picture of the screen when I came in first, uh, because it's not going to happen again. Um, but it's fun. I I should clarify that I have the keyboard and mouse for Dreamcast. Um, but uh, insert masturbatory joke here. My wrists were hurting after that because I had them set up on like TV trays in front of me, in between me and the TV. <laughs> um. But it, it's it's a good time. I was honestly very surprised how smoothly it moved. Like it didn't feel like suddenly we were on fifty six K or anything again. It felt it felt like I was just sitting next to these people playing this game. But it was um you can only do four people at a time in one match or in one map. Um mm-hmm. but it was I it was a good time. Like I I missed just the basic shooters like that. Yeah. So. It, did any fun. of you guys ever go online with the Quake Three or any of those kinds of Dreamcasts? I I have a story for you, which I believe Chris Chris should know about this, but he might have forgotten. I won the Quake Three Arena Dreamcast official Sega London Championship. What? <laughs> I don't know. That was a what? It was kind of basically is say in two the year two thousand, like a year before the Dreamcast died. <laughs> um, Sega held this event in two or three parts of london i think it might have been two parts of london um and one of them was held at this big cinema complex thing and they basically took over like a big cinema screen area put out loads oh, of dreamcasts um, like on the seating areas and stuff and they had you could just test out some of the games that were coming out but they also had like competitions and i entered the dreamcast competition God and damn, I, won... I miss stuff like this <laughs> <laughs> I, I won the event in the cinema that i was in and like okay so the final event we're going to go we're going to link up and go live playing two two players from this screen against two players okay. from the yeah, other yeah, event yeah. in london so it's basically mm-hmm. it's still all against all but yeah I, and i won it was basically every single match we played was uh the first till 10 and then the final one i was like i don't know what happened i just like started losing it i just like i was like getting killed 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 and some guy got to 10, 10 points, but then the game kept going. That actually set it to fifteen kills. Oh right! And I was like, right, I've got to do this, and I just like started pounding them with rockets and stuff. I suddenly my score started backing up, and I won it. It was nice. great. And I won a Dreamcast. I won a special Dreamcast bag, a special Dreamcast like I don't know what they're called, like body warmer thing, um, and what? some games and stuff. It, um, I don't know what they're called. They're like sort of fleecy jumpers without the sleeves. Uh vest. And, uh, That's a vest. They're kind of like a kind of like a about a PC vest with a zip on. <laughs> I don't. Do you call them vests over there? I guess. Okay, I think we call them body warmers over here. Anyway, yeah, I got a drink cost on those. Yeah, so yeah, I won many things. So yes, That's I did play. Awesome. Quake. I thought you were going to say it was uh, like a, a Running Man tournament or something. <laughs> that would be amazing. That's but great. then later, That's really cool. I think like a few months later, I played with a friend at his house and he destroyed me. So mm-hmm. it does I'm not that good. <laughs> were you, yeah, were you was... during the tournament? Was it controllers or was it keyboard and mouse? It was controllers. Oh my God. That's, I, that's how I used to like playing though. I was used to Goldeneye on the N64 and stuff. Yeah. I, I, I guess I, if you didn't like shit. try shooters on PC before, then you wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I tried a couple of rounds on controller and, and for those that don't know, you know, the Dreamcast controller only has one stick. So you would use the face buttons as essentially what the N64 C buttons would be in terms of strafing and um, uh, looking around sort of at your second stick kind of, but 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, one match of that, I was like, I can't do this, so I switched over to mouse and keyboard, which was the reason that I had it. One Christmas, I did get a mouse keyboard, Quake 3. Like, that was everything I got for Christmas one year, so it was very cool to take that online again. But uh, I hope to do that more in the future. Oh, yeah. That, that's pretty much been me, though. I've watched stuff, but eh, we'll keep going. Cool. So, uh, Chris, what about uh, what what are you what are you doing with your camera over there? Uh oh, now he's muted. Uh-oh. What's that? I'm sorry. What were you, you, you were trying to show us something with your camera there? Oh uh, no, I was I was trying <laughs> to find the uh, to see if we could actually text within the podcast channel because I was telling you trying to that I had to get up and pee. Oh, okay, I got you. Trying to take a pee break. You were trying to show us your pee break. <laughs> trying to show you my uh never mind your sam neil that's the joke i was gonna make but i forgot his name <laughs> oh man uh you're calling you're it sam neil now you're oh god me. anyway speaking of showing us the sam neil what have you been doing graham uh, oh what, what haven't i been doing um why think your I'm ass told... standing up that's right that's exactly what i've been doing <laughs> I think I think I told you. Did I tell you about my dream, my GDMU? I got. Yeah, uh, you mentioned the back. issues yeah. you've been having. Yeah, so that was like I think that was overheating my Dreamcast because I did get it working, so I could play games off an SD card, but then they just keep crashing, and sometimes it just seemed, wouldn't seem to work. So I've ordered a new board thing called Dream a Dreamport, um, which is like a daughter board, which basically replaces the power supply bit but also adds Bluetooth to the Dreamcast. And I've also ordered a Bluetooth controller. It's from this um, website called dreammods.net. It's this guy called Chris who runs this website, but he like mods these old controllers. You can buy a controller just with like a little dongle, like a Bluetooth dongle, which you plug into the controller slot. Or you can actually get the daughter board, which, as I say, updates the power supply unit, but also puts Bluetooth into the Dreamcast so you don't need it. And you can basically turn the Dreamcast on like an Xbox or PlayStation by holding down the power button, like mm-hmm. on the controller. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that hasn't arrived yet. I'm waiting for that to arrive, so I'm very excited. Um, so I'll give you an update on that when that happens. I've also ordered a new Retro Fighter Striker DC pad, that new one that everyone's talking about on, online at the moment. Because um, I just thought, why, why the hell not? Why not just go and get another controller? I got Hopefully. one of those in. Uh, I took it out of the package pressed all the buttons, clackety clacked it, and put it put it back in. And I'm like, oh, there's that. And now it's in my uh, Harry Potter. You're the box. worst type of gamer. <laughs> I yep. don't have time. I do you realize I have chickens now? Yeah, he's Graham. too busy buying livestock. He can't afford yeah. to play games. I'm Go getting snap. ready for the Oregon Trail. God damn it! Mm-hmm. I can't be playing Striker DC oh, controllers. You should do. You should do. Oh god. Yeah, um, I, I I remember the sec the the uh, second I stepped into that closet of yours, your Harry Potter uh, <laughs> retro closet, because you're you're like getting ready for too many games, and you're like, I think I have that game. If you want to just go, and you just fucking threw me in there. You're like, if you want to just go check the closet, Scott, I think I have it in there. And I'm like, uh, der, okay. I don't know if I properly like set <laughs> you like didn't say, you stage. just pointed at the door. <laughs> go in there. Like, yeah, I open it up, and I'm like. And you're and like ten minutes past. You're like, did you find it? I'm like, I, I think I said something like, this is the most exciting and depressing closet I've ever been in. Like, I cannot find the game, but you have everything in here just behind there everything is, else. It has. I have nearly every like North American 
released <laughs> game console like since the Atari twenty eight hundred or whatever. Aside from I, I, I'm missing it, uh, Jaguar and some weird stuff, but I've got a lot, a lot of stuff in there. It's just it's ridiculous. Yeah, and then and I was like, I think we need another controller just in case one of the fishing rods doesn't work. And you're like, okay, I think I got something. And you, I'm pretty sure you literally pulled a cable and like with it five controllers. And I was like, never mind, never mind, never mind. <laughs> I actually do I, – I, I, about four or five years ago, I went through it all because I just had, like, giant boxes of just tangled controllers and everything. Mm-hmm. And so I went through, cleaned it all up, like, sorted through them, and put everything in its own Ziploc bag. And oh, I have, like, two giant plastic, uh, like, uh, dresser bin things in there um, off, like, inside. And, uh, you know, like, you can't really even see them anymore. There's fucking so much stuff in there. But anyway, so it's it's all like actually done pretty nice in there. Um, but since then, I've accumulated more stuff. So it's basically the same problem that I originally had um, and had cleaned it up. I need to do it again. And so, uh, yeah, I, you know what? Like, I need to make this like some sort of like post or video on the mm-hmm. site of uh, just me going through this whole closet and packing everything up and getting it ready for the storage facility because. Uh, there's just so much shit in there, guys. Like, I mean, it's I could probably start my own like video game store if I wanted to, to sell all that stuff. <laughs> I mean, if I've anything, you know, a pro side of it, you could actually finally take inventory of all your games and stuff mm-hmm. as you go through it. Anyway, I need to do that. I've realized that because I've almost bought things multiple times, multiple times, like oh, multiple dude. things, multiple times. I, I've done that so many times over the years where mm-hmm. I've I've just bought stuff. I even I did that uh, most recently at um, PAX East. There was this, uh, weirdly enough, there was like way back in the corner, there was this one vendor that was just a retro game store. They were selling retro game stuff. And they had some, some just stuff that you don't normally see. Uh, they had a lot of 3DO stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. they had, I forget the name of it offhand, but this, uh, this RPG. It was like a 3D uh third person rpgs called like it's like mystical something or other warrior i can't remember the name anyway i was like oh man i've been wanting this and so i bought it i spent like 20 bucks and so i get home and look on my 3do shelf I'm like well i already have it so now i have <laughs> double guns i do that all the time so yeah to your point yeah. scotty i certainly need to catalog this shit and have it like i need an app that can do it on my mm-hmm. phone and i can keep it yeah. with me forever uh because I always I always go places and just buy stuff, and I'm thinking I'm adding to my you know like collection, which I'm doing, but it's just doubles and shit that I don't need. Yep. 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 Sorry to cut uh, you off I, entirely, there, Graham. That's okay. I've yeah. actually had an idea for that app, that sort of app. Oh god, here we go. When Graham but has I, an idea, it scares me. But I, I don't have to make an app. So if someone wants to make an app, we can just track all your games and stuff that we can, and then give like, us money um, for it. Yes, please. That'd be nice. Um, I have I have a kind of funny story that happened literally yesterday um, about my friend's kid. Um, it's actually, well, long story. It's not it's not actually his kid. It's his girlfriend's kid, but he lives with his girlfriend, so kind of his kid. Um, uh, yeah. So the kid's like a gamer. He's like nine years old now, something. He's kind of been playing games for a few years, um, and he quite recently got an Xbox One. He's got a Switch as well um on his switch he played minecraft and zelda that was basically it and on his xbox one he's been playing Fortnite and i think PUBG. um and he loves it he, like really gets into it and stuff and 
I my friend plays Call of Duty Warzone using the kids Xbox One with me but the, the kid's not allowed to play Call of Duty Warzone because it's a bit more adult and kind of, yeah, like, don't you can't play that. Um, but anyway, I was clearing out some of my stuff and I had two uh, Xbox 360s and I was like, these aren't really worth anything. There's no point in me selling it. So I said to my friend, would you like an Xbox 360? He was like, oh, yeah, I could use it as, as a DVD player in my living room and maybe play some games on it occasionally because they've got the Xbox One set up in another room. Um and I just brought it around there and stuff, um, doing some social distancing stuff. I put it in a bag and like put it down and then, there you go. You can pick it up whenever you want to. Basically, I told this kid, oh, yeah, Graves has given us an Xbox 360. And the kid was like, oh, does that mean we can play together? And he's like, well, we can't because it's an Xbox 360 and you've got an Xbox One, so it's a different machine. He's like, oh, what, why have you got it then? He's like, well, I can, we can have as a DVD player and I can play my old Call of Duty in the living room. He's like, oh, so you'll be playing Call of Duty? He's like, yeah, yeah. But but not the same one that on the xbox one he was like okay so who you play with he's like well I'll, I'll play on my own i'll play the single player and the kid was like single player like what like you so you, you don't play with anyone he's like no no i don't play with anyone i'll, I'll basically play on my own he's like but what, what what's the point of that he's like well i mean i won't literally be on my own i'll play against like bots like the computer bots and it's like a story mode and the kid just just did not understand. He couldn't comprehend what my friend was talking about. And my friend was like, how can I explain this? Okay, imagine if you had Zelda, but instead of Zelda, you had a gun and you're in the first person view. And the kid was like, oh, uh-oh. That wasn't online no. multiplayer. He just couldn't comprehend. There was one with like a story and stuff. It's like, brain was like, what? Like, oh. It's just, I was like, oh my god, how old are we? Like, how how young is this kid that he hasn't experienced or even heard of that? That's that's insane, man. Well, anyway, yeah, that was a that was a kind of a story that blew my mind at the weekend. Uh, Did he just didn't... Sorry, a spider crawled on my leg, and that was all my attention was on. And now the spider's disappeared. So, um, so uh, yeah, kids are normal. dumb. And sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I find the spider. Um, so he was just enamored that Call of Duty had a single player mode, basically. Kind of. He just I, he, he literally couldn't comprehend in his head that like, there was a single player first person shooter game that had a story and stuff. Like, ah, he, he, genu- he genuinely was just like, I feel like they've always been there. Like even like most recently, there's plenty of first person shooter story modes. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I guess I, guess I think that, that kid is just weird. <laughs> Um, maybe he's he's just, just like yeah he's only clearly only played the shooter games like PUBG and you know um uh fortnite so i guess those are the shooter games he's really experienced it's but yeah i just i just found that i feel like he should insane. still be in the general consciousness of like there are story there is story in video games i don't know <laughs> nope nope i mean even zelda didn't really have a storyline and, and even eh. minecraft I mean, the Zelda, the, the Wait, but he played Zelda? Zelda? Have... He played Zelda, though, right? Yeah, he, he has Zelda, yeah. But I mean, there is no real storyline in that, let's face it. There's like a tiny cutscene at like the start. And There's the intro and the ending, that's it. Yeah, basically, and then you just go off and do whatever you want. There's like nothing really to guide you or anything. And Minecraft is basically just, here's a world, do what you want sort of thing. So, yeah, I guess he's never experienced it. So I guess in that sense, it's not that strange. But at the same time, what? Uh, yeah, mental um i'm trying yeah. to think of a game uh, where that something like that's happened to me and i i didn't know what it was i don't know 
that just leads to the fact of like Call of Duty shouldn't be an annual release. It should just be a fucking browser window at this point and they release a new mode every year. <laughs> yeah, that would make a little sense. <laughs> I think oh, some man. companies kind of slow that down like Assassin's Creed. I don't think they release one every year. Now it's every two years. I think they only they did that for one uh I think Odyssey was that um or maybe Syndicate was that exception? I forget. And then they went After right that, back. They were like, fuck it. <laughs> yep. Every year, money, you money. You suckers money. are buying this, so we're doing it. That's like Sonic. Sonic was basically being released every year at one point, I'm sure. Like, yeah. And then they're like, oh, we might need to slow this down because these are not getting good reviews and people are getting tired. Whew. Right. Yeah, I do. I remember coming to that realization at work one time where I was like, how can someone buy the same stupid series year in, year out? And then I sat and thought, and I was like, oh, wait, I do that with Sonic. Well, I'll <laughs> shut up. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm sorry you were around. A, I mean, you educated him. If anything, you, you know, doing God's work. Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's that's what the Bible says. Yep. Yep. Teach, Show them teach games other Call than Duty. Call of Duty. Yep. Yeah. Um, in other news, I don't know if I've told any, I can't remember if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but Chris knows about this as well. I have been writing a book, which I've now finished writing. What? <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that last time, I think. I did. Okay, fair enough. Then it's still finished, but it's still editing it. Sorry, <laughs> I've I've actually been rereading on my Kindle and noticing loads of mistakes. So, uh oh, did we lose anyway, it? There um, you are. Oh, hello. We lost you for a second. You were reading uh, it on no. your Kindle, and I've noticed loads of mistakes. So I'm going to have to uh, go back and edit it a tiny bit more. Uh, but yeah, just silly little mistakes, like an an extra word. Here here or a word missing are you uh, publishing it as a physical book or is it going to be strictly digital i do not know yet i i'm actually getting a we've got a fantasy book club at work who are going to read it i've said i the person who runs a book club knows 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 i've written a book and she basically says she's going to submit it anonymously to the book club to say hey someone in the, someone oh, in the company do you do i cut out again no, no, no. I was saying that's how you do oh. it. That's cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, someone in the company's written the book, so they're going to get the whole fantasy book club to read it and give sort of feedback and stuff. Um, and I'm going to be anonymous. Like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to see what if there's I need to make any big changes. And then I'm going to try and possibly go for a pub, proper publisher, like try and actually get out there and go, hey, please turn me into J.K. Rowling. Uh, so is it a fantasy novel, I'm assuming? Yeah, it's a, it's a fantasy novel. Kind of oh. the best example is like it's like Lord of the Rings, but better. That's gonna be the tagline. Oh boy! Uh, like uh, <laughs> Sam Neil fanfic. <laughs> yeah, Sam Neil fanfic. Fantastic. Oh dear! Like oh, Shadow dear. and Sonic and Sam Neil. Lord of yeah. Sam Neil's Ring. Sounds oh, like a bad fan. Sam Neil's Ring. Sorry. Oh man. Cool. Um, and other stuff. I have recently playing. I don't know. I don't know if you guys know. Command and Conquer Remastered came out this week. Came out a couple of days ago. I did hear I about no that. There you go. <laughs> so it's out on Steam. They've basically taken t- the first Command and Conquer and the first Red Alert and upscaled them, made the graphics more. The graphics they're still in the same style, but kind of they've just enhanced it to make it actually look good on modern computers. Um, and they've upres the all the FMV scenes so. All the pixelated real videos could become a lot clearer now and stuff. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, so yeah, I love Command and Conquer. This first Command and Conquer game, so I was like, 
I'm going to get this. Screw it. I like it. And I'm enjoying it so far. Replaying some of the levels and some of the levels I, are a lot harder than I remember. I just, I just suck up RTS games now. Um, but yeah. Um, and one thing I watched, which uh, actually comes off the back of all the stuff that's been happening, you know, in America. Um, someone at work actually suggested watching it, which is When They See Us on Netflix. So if you guys have heard of that. Nope. I've seen it on Netflix, but I'm assuming, is it a drama or what? what so it's, you know, do you know the Central Park Five? Yes. Um, yeah. So if you, if you don't know the Central Park Five, essentially these five um, black teenagers um, in, I think it was like 1988 or 1989, they were convicted of raping and murdering a, uh, a white female, basically. Um, but it's really controversial. Like the kids, I the, the kids didn't actually know who each other were. I think one or two of them might have been friends, but the way the police sort of managed to piece together the evidence against them, because they were all in the park at the time, but they weren't together. And the way the police pieced the evidence together, it's like, it didn't really make sense, but they managed to still convict them and they all went to jail. Um, I mean, it's based on a complete, it's, it's all based on a true story. And um, so, yeah, um, it's, it's actually, it's a really powerful sort of Netflix sort of, uh, it's like a four part kind of drama thing um it's so it's all acted out it's not like a documentary it's all actors and stuff portraying the the people but it's all all the events are based on what actually happened and uh yeah uh it's got it's one of those things that's quite shocking but also brilliant to watch you know um yeah so if you if you're interested that's one of those things but yeah a friend at work mentioned it and sort of said hey just check this out i was like wow and then i watched it i was like this is really good really powerful yeah. stuff i'll give that a yeah. watch that's actually pretty interesting yeah it's really good. Yeah. So yeah, those are they, that is that is me. So yeah. Did you have you gotten a new job? Because I remember <laughs> back in the old days, it seems like every episode you would have a new job for a while. He said he had four jobs since the last time I talked to him. Yeah. So. <laughs> Martin and I haven't spoken in so long. Oh my um, god! And it was just like he's like, so what, what's up with you? I'm like I probably had like four, three or four more new jobs since I last spoke to you. Oh man, it must have been maybe like two years though. And yeah, I've had like four jobs in two years. So you haven't talked to Morrison in two years? I'm no, sure we actually talked right. last year, I think. Really? Actually. Yeah. No. In the fall, probably. I don't remember this. But, oh, okay, okay. Then maybe. I feel like the, I feel like there was a, another podcast, probably Shenmue related, and you were on there. So. <laughs> yeah, I wanted. That's my maybe. gut is telling me that you were on the sideshow together at one point. Yeah, I feel like I wasn't on the Shemmy show unless I've forgotten about it. Well, there was uh, there, there was something there. I, I just okay. know that, but definitely not three years or two. Okay, well, <laughs> I just miss you, buddy. I miss you. Yeah, it's been a long time. I love that yeah. the that this podcast can bring together two long lost friends. <laughs> <laughs> we're having a reunion here, as if like we didn't know where we were and we just <laughs> found each other on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's you again. Hello. This podcast is all about bringing people together. You know, that's what we do here. Uh, wow. <laughs> um, okay, so I think that has, uh, I think we've pretty much updated everyone what we've been up to. Um, any any last bits anyone needs to get in before we move on to Scotty's mail sack? Um, spider update. I have no idea where it is. I turned on more lights and I am now sitting cross-legged on my chair because I'm afraid to put my feet on the floor. <laughs> I, I hope I you burn the entire house down. Mission. 
Don't hurt the spider. The spiders are are friendly. They're, Dude, they're our buddies. I'm always paranoid when I feel a little itchy something that it's a bug, and this was one of the rare times that it was, and now I'm fucking <laughs> losing uh, my mind. I don't know about your fears were true. Pennsylvania, but in Jersey, we don't really have many like poisonous or venomous spiders. That so doesn't matter. <laughs> that for the most matter. part, they're not going to hurt you, and that they're there, matter. and they they help keep they they eat insects and fly all that other stuff so chickens. yeah that's great yeah. that doesn't Keep around your house horrible they're fine. crawling on you man i have those you know, spiders you know they crawl they on you a lot when you sleep at night right shut Shotty? the hell up very very small number a percentage that it actually happens like that but yeah what's yeah, that I, nothing Cr- crawl into inside your mouth. your mouth when you sleep <laughs> yeah god exactly god. very small percentage in a lifetime maybe one but uh, has that happened to you yet, Scotty? I don't know. So you probably it's probably still going to happen at this point. Yeah, it's, it's like a car crash. Everyone yep. gets oh, one. Wow. <laughs> I've been getting <laughs> those where they climb on the ceiling and then they stay in the corner between the ceiling and the wall. And then they create a web around themselves. And I had like oh. five of them on the wall. And I was like, what cool. the hell is this? I, did <laughs> so I ended up getting like here. a prey. We always uh, check. You always check the tub before you shower, and um, I opened up the curtain, and one was literally descending from the ceiling right in front of the uh, shower head. And I'm just like, "Oh, good. This is my nightmare. You need to die. I guess I'm not showering today." <laughs> Jamie told me that because uh, she, as you guys know, but I don't know if all the listeners, my wife, she also was in the Air Force, uh, and she just retired uh, this past September. But she was stationed in England uh, years ago, and she said that in England. There would always be just giant ass spiders in her oh. shower. Um, and, <laughs> really? Yeah, we get thousands. And, yeah, and too, she's like, so I. They're like, she said that they were like two to three times bigger than what she would get in the United States. And so really? I don't know if that's I, like I'm a thing that. where you guys just have giant spiders over there. But what the <laughs> hell's going on? Well, we have some pretty were... decent sized ones, but oh no! I was going to say if they're in not... England, then they're probably a lot more polite with a top hat and monocle, right? Well. They are very polite because they don't bite or kill people over here. So you know. they're also like really pasty and hairy. <laughs> okay, I think <laughs> you're talking about me or the spiders. <laughs> no, the spiders. Okay, the British spiders are are just very kind of pale and they don't get out. There's not a lot of sun there, so they just they tend to be just kind of a lot of body hair, but not so much hair on their heads, um, <laughs> and just pale and kind of thin. Yeah. And just laugh uncontrollably. Oh, they look like sickly <laughs> more so than anything else. Gotcha. Can't handle the red man either. <laughs> oh no. Did, did we ever talk about that? Did we, we talk we had uh, to talk about that on the podcast, right? We might have discussed did. it on Would, either oh, here or the post marathon. We're talking about Graham, everybody. We're talking about Graham <laughs> as a spider. Just so that we're clear. <laughs> Oh man! But we so with this whole, the whole weekend during the the uh, the marathon, I just kept making Graham try different types of tobacco. <laughs> He's never tried chewing tobacco. <laughs> he doesn't have it over here. And so we were going to the Monroeville Mall. And we were really excited because this is where uh, the original Dawn of the Dead was filmed. It was going to be amazing. But there was also this really cool uh, uh, retro game store there. We're going to do this whole thing and. <laughs> I bought a, a big thing of uh, a red man, like leaf tobacco, and we made Graham try it. And he, I guess, I don't know what he did, but he must have just done something wrong, whether he swallowed it or what. But he, once we got to 
the actual mall, he started like being getting really faint, and he laid down in like yeah, in the fucking middle of the parking lot, like where cars are driving. <laughs> yep. Are you talking about chewing tobacco? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we made How did that mean to you bastard? <laughs> oh, I did it. To- <laughs> I did some arson also when we were driving back from Magfest. Yeah, and I had to roll down the window. I'm like, I think I think I'm gonna throw up. I was like, I'm like, no, I think you should pull over right now. Oh man, like, this Scotty, is not- I can't wait till you come visit. I'm oh. not ever. No, I'm not ever. I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. I'm not ever having chew in my life. God damn it. Yeah, that was a bad oh, choice. Man. Yeah, I just had to lie down though. I couldn't, I couldn't go on. I was like, it was like, like a very slow, like radiating nausea, just like yes. crawling up. Yeah. My, you know what's funny? I was actually going through my Google Photos this past weekend, and oh, I, I was looking because I was trying to send my my friends from the Blood Second Geeks podcast um, photos of the Monroeville Mall because there was there's like oh, nice. uh, all this like murals of George uh, Romero. And I saw the. I took pictures of Graham laying in the the, the, the parking lot. So we'll have to. I'll have to send this to you, Scotty, and God. maybe we can post it in the just the the, the podcast like notes or something. Um, it, it's so great. Yeah, we're driving, and then we park, and this you know Graham had already had some, and then we get out, and he just sits on the ground, and then he lays on the ground, and then eventually we're just like, uh, well, you want to go see uh, the bus with the guy who made zombie movies? It's fucking. What a time. We left Graham out there and we came back and he was, uh, we didn't leave Graham. We took care of him. But... Yep. Oh, uh, oh, it was funny. So, anyway, my sack. Let's rip yes, that sack yeah. out, Scotty. Here we go. Be careful. Don't rip it. Don't rip it. Just no, we're be, fine. I've, be careful with it. I've acquired gentle. a delicate touch. Um, so it's like a very callous sack these days. We we <laughs> thank everyone for all the questions related to the Game Gear Micro that we'll get to eventually. Um, the uh, We did have a couple of questions, though. Uh, one, for instance, on Instagram. Well, it's more of a comment uh, by uh, Enro. Oh, I'm going to butcher this. Uh, Enro Sapoj K. Yep. Um, they just said hashtag Keith Apicary for Sega CEO now. Uh, but then we did get mm-hmm. some questions. Yeah. I don't know if this is much controversy or whatever, but on Facebook, uh, Paul T said, you should discuss the rumor that Nintendo hasn't completely discontinued the 3DS slash 2DS line of consoles and maybe some of your favorite 3DS games. Um, mm. I think Nintendo has all but said that the 3DS and 2DS are done because the Switch exists. So, But I don't think they've officially... I don't know that companies really do that. Do they say, like, well, the last one's on the line or just went off the line or whatever, you know? They, they I mean, you get, like, news articles of, like, you know, this is the last PlayStation, like, you know, console published, but I don't think they ever say officially, like, all right, this is the end of this, you know, console. I think, I think Sony does announce that when, like, they're they're well, doing the last. announce a new console, like, that's just, I feel like that's the extent of it is that here's a new console, but... I don't know about officially saying it's dead. Yeah, I feel like you know? most of the time we hear from like a game. Well, Sega does. Oh what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. I'm sorry. Um, oh. I feel like anytime we hear about something like this, it would be like, oh, the SKU no longer exists for a new 2DS in GameStop's system, and we heard about this from them or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's not really ever. I don't know. I can't. I don't think. Of, yeah. I don't. I can't think of anything like that. Uh, in terms of favorite 3DS game, I, 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 off the top of my head, I'll say Rhythm Thief. Wow. Okay. okay. It was a really good one. I like. I like uh, rhythm games on handheld better than console. I think. Hmm. I feel I, like I, 
only games I've played on the 3DS, the majority of them were Pokemon games and Legend of Zelda games. I feel okay. like. Yeah. Phoenix Wright, okay. actually. Mm. Just kidding. Those are good, too. Mm-hmm. The, the, the two Zelda N64 games, like uh, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, uh, yeah. and Star Fox 64 and Shinobi. Those are my favorite 3DS oh, games. Oh, yeah, I forgot. A lot of people the, forget the that. The Shinobi, Shinobi 3DS game is so good. Like, yeah, no one bought it, I think, and no one really talked about it. And I bought it, and I was like, this is insane. This is probably one of my favorite Shinobi games. Uh, Christoph Dershmitt, uh, the guy, one of the dudes that made Volgar the Viking, uh, mm-hmm. they worked on that game. Oh, really? Well, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That was yeah, nice. So I think one of the, the complaints, I don't know if it was a complaint so much as just one of the things that it was notable for uh, that Shinobi 3DS game was how difficult it was. Uh, oh, yeah. I guess it was very, um, which I shouldn't surprise you so much if you played Volgar the Viking, because that game is also uh, <laughs> can be very punishing. Uh, but uh, I, I love, uh, you know, those guys, man. Uh, yeah. For Dershman and them, they're really good dudes. We've had them on the podcast like a number of times over the years. I still talk to them every once in a while. Uh, but yeah, they they worked on that uh, yeah. Shinobi game. I, well, I found it. I found it easier than Shinobi Three on the Genesis or Mega Drive. Like I always found Shinobi Three really hard for some reason, but this I found it a bit easier. But it's good. It a good challenge. Gimmicky, like with the touchscreen or 3D or anything. Not from memory. It's actually been a while since I played it. <laughs> I'll say, yeah. uh, uh, was it Project Cross Zone? Is that, uh, is that a thing? Oh, yeah. I yeah. hated that game. Oh, it really? So fucking long winded. Lots of dialogue. So yeah. if you're not a fan of that in your RPGs, uh, you may not like it so much. But I just thought it was so cool to see all of these different characters across so many different uh, companies just kind of be thrown together. And seeing them interact with each other, and there was just so many good uh, Sega characters in there from you know everything from the Yakuza franchise and everything. And it really made me wish that we could get a Yakuza like 3DS game, which would have been hmm. crazy. Um, yeah, Capcom but yeah, I, I like those Sega. games. It was a cool, cool idea. I like the fighting in it, but just too much downtime. But I'm also not an RTS guy, so or, or not. Uh, wait, what is it? Tactics, not a tactics dude. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I lost track of what I was looking at. Here we go. Discord. <laughs> Discord. Uh, Pirovash88 asks, I'd like to ask if any of you would be interested in signing up for an arcade streaming service if it were made available mm. in the U.S. and could stream to your house for a monthly fee. Possibly. Depends on what arcade games there are. Uh, yeah, very much depends on... Something we'll talk about shortly, probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It depends. Think, uh, oh man, um, I probably we probably should have put it on the, the outline, but there was that um, I I, <clears throat> I sent it in the uh, our group chat, but uh, there was uh, in the last Polymega um, oh, update yeah. that the company put out, they announced that they're going to have some sort of uh, cloud based or game stream, not cloud based, but game streaming services that will be available on the uh, Polymega. So they're basically saying you'll be able to play all your old library and all these other retro games, but you'll also be able to play new games as well. Dude, if that thing could somehow stream like arcade games on it too, hmm. holy crap, man. That would be like, it would essentially be an all-in-one console, like the only console you actually need, uh, especially if it could play like the newer games. Like say if if, if, if it had... Uh, 
what's the Google Stadia? If it had Google Stadia on there, so you're, you're able to stream like newer games that, that way. Um, but you could also maybe do some arcade stuff. Um, I'd be all for that, man. I'd be totally down. Things, but I wouldn't want a separate device. I, I there's too many devices. Too many. I, I wouldn't want another thing that I have to connect to my my TV because there's just way too many consoles. You guys see my closet? I have way too many of them. There's also <laughs> a lot of streaming services, and I, I don't know if I'd be able to su- subscribe to all these. You know, so yeah, I actually subscribe to a, a retro streaming service already called Retro Ant, which has legitimate like old old school like um oh, i'll try to think now like uh, spectrum old amiga oh, wow. and mega drive games and stuff uh it's pretty cool but yeah yeah man. i don't know if Just i do it i have thing. to see what it offers hmm. what yeah. okay what games or okay say say if they uh licensed a company's back catalog of arcade games you get to pick oh, three companies and you get all of their arcade games um, on this streaming service, which three would it be that would basically get you to subscribe to the service? Say you get Namco and Capcom. Yep. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I would want stuff. I just recently learned that the game Planet Harriers exists, which is a spiritual sequel oh, to yeah. Space Harrier that I don't have any idea why it was not on the Dreamcast or eventually like original Xbox or something. But I would want games like that that just never that were on the Naomi hardware but never got their uh, console ports that they should have. I feel like it was going to come to the always rumors to come to the Dreamcast, but then yeah, it just didn't happen or something. Probably From, it uh, uh, grain of salt, but the internet says it released September eighteenth, two thousand, so it was kind of prime. You know, mm. time to get released on something else. Like that could have saved the console. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh. hmm. Yep. Easy answer. Going with Graham on that one. Sounds uh, good to me. Okay. And then Ichabod Brain. Um, more of feedback on the magazine than questions, but um, he said, just finished reading issue nine. Such a good issue. I feel bad for Captain America and the Avengers. You straight roasted it. That was my review. Yes, I did. Uh, but please go still read it. And um, he said, your interviews with Michael Heald, am I saying that right? Held. Michael Held and Ian Wall are awesome to read, and I wouldn't be able to find those anywhere else. His words, not ours. <laughs> uh, and the artwork and layout, phenomenal. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's always nice to hear from our readers um, mm-hmm. and just as a reminder that we're not just making the magazine and it just goes into like an abyss, but there, it actually goes out and real people are reading it and enjoying what we're doing and what we spend so much time uh, to do uh, because that's why we're doing this. Uh, I mean, we enjoy just making the content and then seeing kind of the fruits of our labor, but it's also for people like us, you know, like, because no one else is doing has been doing this. Uh, no one else has been doing a Sega focused magazine, and we just got fed up with it and said, "Let's just make our own." And uh, I just appreciate hearing that uh, you know people are enjoying it. It makes me want mm. to continue doing it even more. Right on. So with that, yep. zipping up until at least I start my uh, my Neo Geo MVS magazine. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> Work with that one. Godspeed. <laughs> Who's with me? It's probably even more niche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all the questions, oh. though. I zipped it up. I don't know if you guys hear heard it, but zip, zip, zip. 
zipped it up. Yeah. Speaking um, of zipping um, and unzipping, can we do a bathroom break? Yep. Oh, Let's do yeah. a bathroom break. All right. just another day sitting at the seat waiting for chris to get back from his dumb kids or something else because we're always waiting around for chris to get back to his seat Hello? Hello. All right. Three-fourths away <laughs> there. I think Graham... Oh, no, Graham's back. Oh, yeah. I've been back all, all day. Waiting for Chris. Did you, enjoy, did you enjoy my musical interlude? I joined in. You did, indeed. I don't think you guys can really hear my guitar, but otherwise I'd continue <laughs> serenading us. That'd be so good. Maybe we can make that into a mini competition. What was Graham humming? Oh, was it an actual song? That was a real song. Oh, okay. I was just adding... Uh, yeah, we could do it. We could totally steal an idea from a buddy where uh, he would just go into his own, like, not really acapella versions of, like, uh, you would just hear at the end of the podcast would just be him going... And that's Flying Battery Zone from Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah. What's happening? Nothing. Chris will never know. Just always do a sad meal, you know. Just uh, living life. All right. Uh, let's get into the newsstand now. And Graham, why don't you roll us into that old newsstand of yours? Oh, yeah. Uh, extra, extra. Read all about it. Uh, so, uh, Sega, if you don't know, Sega has announced the Game Gear Micro uh, coming later this year. Um, so, yeah, Sega of Japan has been making you know, a big deal over like a 60th anniversary. And we haven't really heard much like about products and stuff, but then, yeah, Sega basically announced uh, it's going to release the Game Gear Micro handheld system, and they are about 40% smaller than the original Game Gear with a, get this, a one-inch screen. What? Uh, um, what? Yeah, yeah, what? Um, how big was the original Game Boy Micro? How big was it? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I thought about this. Was like, how big was the Game Boy Micro compared to this? Because um, bigger I feel like than this, this might be smaller. Yeah, I think this is. Smaller. Oh, its screen is two inches. 
I ha- yeah, what? I actually have a Game Boy Micro. I keep it in my car. Uh, probably is not smart than I think about it, but it's in but, there and it's tiny. Why would you keep it in the car? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, if I get stuck in traffic. So all these are bad ideas. Go on. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's got one inch screen. Um, it's going to be available to purchase on the on October the sixth um, in Japan at the moment. I don't think it's we haven't heard anything about a Western release. But nope. the other interesting thing about it, other than it being really really small, they are releasing four color variants: black, red, yellow, and blue. And each of those variants has four games built into it, and they're all different games. Um, so the black model has Sonic the Hedgehog. Pio Pio Su. I don't know how to pronounce that. It's a Puyo um, Puyo RPG, basically. Okay, cool. Um, it's got Outrun. It's got Royal Stone. The door when opened. Rolls the tongue nicely. Um, that's that's basically about a dad that gets mad at his kids who never shut the door. Because I can <laughs> totally relate to that. I'm like, shut the door! Just shut the door! God damn it! Everything just, every time. Leave the bathroom doors open when they're peeing. Just fucking... <laughs> Taking a crap. We have locks on your doors. Um, you live on a farm. Wow. Yeah, I mean we do, but I mean, I, I don't know. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, lock them in in their room? <laughs> kind of. Is that what you're suggesting, Marson? I'm saying like you you can lock your bedroom door wherever it is that you stream. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with out. that. I'm fine with me shutting the door. I just wish that my kids would do the same. When they when when the time is right, no, right. Well, when it necessitates a door needing to be shut, and uh, I assume that that's what this game is about, <laughs> about a father who's just fucking mad that his kids leave the doors open all the time. It sounds like a Stephen King novel. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else could it be about? Oh, oh man, <laughs> we have to buy the the console and find out. I think. Yeah. Um, um, so the red model has uh, Megami. Oh, I can never pronounce this. Megami Tensai Gaiden, uh, Last Bible, Megami Tensai Gaiden, Last Bible Special, Columns, and Shinobi, which is probably my favorite Shinobi game of all time. I don't care what people say. I love Shinobi on the game. This yeah. is the Brilliant. 3DS version, though. It's hmm. not the 3DS version. <laughs> That's just a weird. Like I, I could understand. Most of these models are all themed, right? Um, but what yeah. the hell's going on with this one? You've got like some uh, Megami Tensai games and then Columns and <laughs> Shinobi. Like, there's yeah. just seems like they're like, oh, fuck it. This is all we got left. Like, we got a license for it. It feels like a Happy Meal toy and like yeah. they're expensive for what it is, you know? Yeah. Um, Marcin, um, can you move your uh, mic closer again? You sound distant again. Oh, how about that? That's better. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I want to hear. Um, <clears throat> what are, there's two more models. Yeah, there's two more. Let's go through those. Um, yeah, so they've got the yellow model, which has Shining Force Gaiden, Shining Force Gaiden 2, Shining Force Gaiden Final Conflict, uh, and Nazo Puyo Aruru's Ru. What's this one, uh, Scotty? Oh, wait, maybe that's the Puyo RPG. Let me double check here. That sounds more like a pure Puyo RPG. Yeah, that's the RPG. So what could that other one be? What's Puyo Puyo Yotsu? I think that's just the just Puyo Puyo. Okay, nice. Okay. I cool. will and then the, double check, though. Well, yeah, while you're double checking that, the blue model is Sonic and Tails, uh, Gunstar Heroes, Sylvie and Tail, and Baku Baku Animal World Zookeeper Champions. 
Um, and it's, yeah, Sylvian Tale is a brilliant uh, sort of Zelda-like adventure. It's oh, really, okay. really good top-down sort of uh, RPG adventure game. Um, I played it re- quite recently on my uh, Retro Freak, in fact. Oh. Um, yeah, that was. I was like, this game is insane. It's like it's really good. It's like actually just like this is a genuinely good game. Um, so yeah, maybe we should review that in the magazine or something at some point. Uh, anyway, yeah. Um, so talking more about the Game Gear. Uh, so yeah, it's going to cost about well four thousand nine hundred eighty yen each. And that's about fifty dollars. Uh, so to have all four models, you're going to have to fork out about two hundred dollars. Uh, and yeah, so in total, you'll get uh, what's that like? Uh, six, is that sixteen games? Right. Yep, four times yeah. four. Yeah, my maths is pretty bad at the moment. Uh, it's also like 2 a.m., so I can't really <laughs> But what happens if you buy all four in a set, Graham? Pre-order, no, no. I should say. What happens? Oh, yes, if you get a pre-order. <laughs> um, if you get a pre-order, you get the Big Window Micro, which is an attachment that magnifies the unit's tiny screen, and it basically looks like, if you ever had the original Game Gear, the super wide gear that was basically like a magnifying thing that clips to the front. Why not just make the console bigger at that? Yeah, they are literally, <laughs> literally magnifying their mistakes. What well, what would they do with all these big window micros that they'd have? If they made them, they have like, a whole like warehouse full of these things. Yeah, seriously, now it's too late. But what the fuck, seriously? Like, yeah, if you if you make a console and you think, oh, when they buy when they pre order this, we should definitely give them something they can see it easier. You've made it too small. God damn yeah. it! Like, what is wrong well, with you? What I was gonna say is like you got all these Shining Force games on here, which. We know are are, are are fairly text heavy games. Like I think hmm. most of the other games you could play without needing uh, too much text on it. But Shining Force games, I mean, it's an RPG, uh, and so you would need to read. And I just can't imagine that any hmm. real text is going to be legible uh, on a, a one inch screen. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, I don't know. I I am fascinated by this from a collector and sega fan like i kind of want them but at the same time i'm like this is the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard in my life pre-ordered like, one um earlier today on amazon japan but the weird thing is it just it let me pre-order it but i don't know which one i pre-ordered it's just, <laughs> it just <laughs> had like one product listing it, I, I it is like it. a happy meal that is <laughs> yeah your, i mean get that on a t-shirt that is your motto for collecting chris <laughs> what's that <laughs> you, you bought it but you don't know which one yeah i have no idea um it it just it had a picture of all of them on one like you know it's it just all of them together and i was like okay well this is well, how much did you pay for it in yen uh, i think it ended up being like 47 dollars like that's just one of them so at least you didn't accidentally yeah. buy yeah, four it is one yeah yeah four. yeah um i mean i would have bought all of them if i could have but um i mean well, this is what i do guys happen. i buy stupid like, shit like this this is how you get a whole closet full of dumb stuff you need to spend like $200 to get every single game, which is crazy to me. So I don't know. Like, I think it is for, you know, collectors, but like, wh- how far does that honestly go in terms of like, I don't know, uh, profit and good business moves, you know, maybe, maybe the, yeah. it will sell enough to earn a profit, but I don't understand. I don't think this is about earning a profit. I think this is just about Sega doing something wacky for its big 60th anniversary. Um, it's also the Game Gears. I think it's 30th anniversary yeah, uh, or 25 year anniversary. <clears throat> it's yeah, it's the 30th, and I think it's just a way for them to to bring something to market on a very limited scale, 
Um, it's a very small, and so it's probably not it's it's not costing a lot of money. I mean, you're you're talking about a one inch, probably like LCD screen, um, not playing on original hardware, so it's probably just some sort of like emulator on a chip uh type of thing going on here. And so I can't imagine it costs a lot of money uh to produce. And so I don't think it's necessary like them looking to make a bunch of money off these things. I think it's like, hey, let's put it at a price point where we will earn a profit on it. Um they'll probably earn quite a bit of profit per model, I would imagine. Um but I think it's just a way for them to to bring something kind of quirky out um that collectors and just fans of the game gear will want to buy this isn't something that you know your average person who may have owned a game gear back in the day and you know had a few games like batman and you know sonic on it um they're not gonna want this but you know people like us like idiots that um buy (laughs) stupid shit all the time we're the ones that are gonna import these type of things um and i've already done it so there you go i don't know what that says Um, about me but I'm tempted to buy all four at once. See, so you're going to buy them. I guarantee you, Graham, <laughs> you will buy these. I, 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 just found that, I just found it on the on Amazon Japan, and they got God all four it. together with the, oh, with the, the TV screen. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I want clarification. Is that the only way you can get that magnifying screen, is you have to get the whole set? Yes. God fucking damn it. And this I guarantee so... you, those things are going to be... But ungodly expensive after all these are released. Like once it gets to like the eBay market, where that's the only way you can get them, because they're going to be. Imagine how few numbers those are going to be in. So say they make one for every four um, of these uh, Gamer Micros that they make, and so say they do like I don't know, say they do a hundred thousand. You know, that's a lot. So there's no way they're probably doing that large number. But that's only going to be 25,000 uh, of these, you know, sit, little mirror. Uh, what is it called? The fucking magnifying glass. Um, so it's going to be super. It's 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 going to it's just going to be insanely priced. So if you could get one, I would say get it now because there's probably no way you're going to buy one later on uh, at a reasonable price. Unless it comes out the west in the west, and then you're just fucked because then it'll be everywhere, not just exclusive to Japan. You know, <laughs> I don't. Like, I don't know, it's, man. It's like, it, it's like how Shenmue happens. Like it's like they announced Shenmue three, and then the only way you could play the first two games is by getting the Dreamcast or the Xbox version, and then they got you know price gouged, and then they announced Shenmue one and two remastered, and then you know price drop for everything else so what sega will do if they do decide to bring this out in the west and it's totally smart on their part but i guarantee you it's what they do they would put different games on these so the people that are buying these are going to have to double dip on all of them because they're going to want all the different variations of the models so right they'll buy (laughs) it so it'll be like so graham's going to buy all four of them right now and in three months log in He's Do you have, that, have an Amazon Japan account? No, I don't have an Amazon Japan account. Well, I'm th- fairly confident that half, of, like at least eight of these, were not released in America, or at least outside of Japan. The games, I mean. So yeah, Graham, that. you have to you have to create an Amazon Japan account. Oh god, no. Okay, hmm. but we still ship to the UK. Yes, they ship oh, okay. worldwide. Right, well, let's, um, let's do that. So this okay, is... so if if and when they do bring the Game Gear Micro uh, to the West, 
Um, what games like are, are is is you know is this lineup of games if they kept this um, is this at all enticing to you? Uh, and if not, what games uh, that were originally released uh, in the United States and and in Europe would you could you put on one of these models that would make you spend like the fifty bucks to buy it? I personally wouldn't be enticed enough to to buy one. <laughs> Just because I've seen like some these these games in like you know different collections, and you've seen them, you know, you can buy them digitally, whether it's on the Switch or or whatever. I don't like for me personally. I don't know if there's a game that's rare enough that I would be able to, you know, throw money down on something like that. Because you know, I I know I'll probably play it for a little bit, and then that's it. You know. So, I don't know. My game collection right now, as it is, is pretty minimalistic. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'd be... I, it wouldn't entice me enough to, to, to get it. So, this it's isn't for you, thing. for sure. Right. This, this, is not, this is not for, for you, Marcin. Um, Scotty, what about you? Were you a big Game Gear guy? And would there be a collection of four of the, your very favorite Game Gear games that if you put on one of these models, that it would make you want to buy it? I think that this is one of the dumbest things that they have done, and oh, it should be bigger. It should be like the size of an iPhone 5S, which is my phone, but uh, should be like that big. More games because this this creates this makes like each game is worth twelve bucks then according to the breakdown compared to other classic consoles. And I don't. I just got a Game Gear two years ago, a new one, not a new one, but a. Uh, recapped one and but i want all four of these because i'm an idiot but also (laughs) um these four colors were only ever uh, well the the blue the yellow and the red were only ever released in japan so if they get i'm assuming they're not gonna they haven't been announced yet for the u.s because manufacturing and the same thing that happened with the pc engine mini and all that stuff is that they just can't get them out in other countries um but that in mind we'll probably get like the blue and the black version and maybe eight to each but if i could have four on one only four i would do i would do tales adventure i would do good choice yeah because that's a very the game gear is very much the experimental the most experimental before the dreamcast i'd say uh area that sega had so i would do like tales adventure i would do i don't know road rash for the hell of it on there um and i guess you'd have to put one of the sonics but i'd do something like sonic chaos or triple trouble like something that's not been anywhere else um but yeah it feels weird to not have columns on a game gear so i guess i'd throw that on there but then also think about that this tiny screen that's like about the size of a u.s quarter <laughs> uh you split that in half for your playing field of columns so it's even smaller yeah <laughs> but also like imagine that you have your little magnifying glass thing and if My, you don't just use a magnifying glass like hold the magnifying glass more in your complicated mouth. Yeah, you, yeah it just makes it more complicated though. you have to hold the magnifying glass in your teeth so you can actually hold the the, the game gear micro with both hands mm-hmm. or you, like you tape it to your head comfortably and not make it more difficult you have like some sort of dongle that mm-hmm. is attached to your forehead and then it then you tape the a a magnifying glass to that, so it's kind of dangling over your head. I and remember just... having that for the Game Boy, and then having the little light that you connect to to it when it got dark. Like that was the biggest pain in the ass. 
<laughs> playing on the Game Boy with that. I love that. I don't know what it was called. It's that, it's that, that giant shell that, that like, kind of the, the Game Boy. The fold-out speakers and shit. Yeah, yeah. It basically looks like something from, like, the Alien movie that Sigourney Weaver would get in, and it's just like, <laughs> this giant mech. Um, I want something like that. That would be just <laughs> so absurdly stupid, but that would be great. Uh, I've I've realized my fourth one. Throw Ristar in there because the Game Gear version of Ristar actually had more levels than the Genesis version. Oh wow! Hooray! I just thought of one. Lemmings. Lemmings on the Game Gear was better than the Genesis version. You could not really see good. any of them on the screen. It was so good. It was so good from memory. The Mega Drive version didn't have music for some reason, or like you can only have music. Or you can only have sound effects. I mean, the Game Gear version had both, and I just found the game just a lot more playable. It's brilliant! And sound effects. Oh yeah! At the, the same the, time. So the only thing that this has over the original Game Gear is it will guaranteed have a better screen. <laughs> oh! Like, iron- I, that's, not, that's not shots fire. Everybody knows that. Like, ironically, Sonic <laughs> was prob- the Game Gear was probably the worst thing to play Sonic on because it was so blurry and horrible. Once I got going, um, no, that and the battery no. life, yeah, yeah, battery life, definitely. definitely yeah, wait, life. doesn't this run on triple A's or something horrible? I think a triple A is yeah. bigger than the whole thing. Oh, maybe we don't know yet. I'm not sure. I might be making it's that. It's not up. chargeable. Jesus. Christ. <laughs> I think it is also chargeable, but it's overall a horrible idea. And for some reason, I want one, but I don't know if we'll actually get anything in the U.S. So I'm gonna just casually go over to Amazon Japan right now. <laughs> what about Axe uh, Battler? Sure. Oh yeah, Legend That's of Golden Axe. Yeah. Why yeah. not? There's a few great games on it. Um, the, the, the what about Street of Rage? Oh, I. You know what though? Yeah, we just put that in the magazine. I think in issue eight. I think we had it in, or maybe it was in issue eight. Yeah, because we did the uh, Neo Retro on that, and um, uh, the oh, God that that new Streets of Rage style game, the Takeover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll I'll say like I I, I played uh, the Streets of Rage uh, Game Gear version uh, a lot for that review or feature and. I was really impressed with what they were able to to pack into that game. And Yuzuko Shiro did the soundtrack for the Streets Rage version as well. Great, yeah. On um, Game Gear, at least, I should say. Um, Hey, it's hot just... update on uh, Japanese Amazon. The four-color complete set plus big window micro bonus is the number one bestseller right now on Amazon Japan. Ooh, yeah. Of course it is. Does book um, now uh, mean buy? Send me that Basically. link. Does... I've sent it, I sent it in the group chat. Big I accidentally micro bonus. Oh, I, don't I accidentally sent it to PayPal. <laughs> Every time I buy something on PayPal, it, PayPal sends me a me- uh, Facebook Messenger alert, and I accidentally sent the link to the PayPal thing, and it just came back as weird, like <laughs> this weird thing. Saying, I'm sorry, I don't understand. Frowny face. You can search. You email PayPal, PayPal the link to the Game Gear Micro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't even know how you do that. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, so funny! Um, this is horrible. Yeah, I've dropped it in the chat, and also I've just placed an order for it. So yeah, that happened. I created a Japanese account and bought it just now. I can't read um, any of this to even create an account. Yeah, you can. Ah, it, there's a, you can actually there's an option to turn it to English. It's not working next to the search function. Also, use Google Translate, you barbarians. I don't know. Yeah, I also used Translator. Working. I used Edge Translator, but yeah. Oh my god. He of course he uses <laughs> Edge. What else are we talking about? <laughs> it's Zoom. it runs on Chromium. It no. runs on the same thing as Chrome. It's exactly the same. All right, Graham. 
You can even use Chrome extensions in it now. Come on. Uh, <laughs> like, um, what's the next? What's the next uh, bit of news? Oh, the next, next of news. Let's do that. Um, yeah, remind so us yeah, more why we love Sega. Yeah. So a cancelled game that you've probably never even heard of called Clockwork Aquario or Aquario um, is now being released on PlayStation Four and Switch later this year. And so. It was cancelled about 27 years ago. Um, it's a Sega arcade game, uh, but it's finally seen the light of day uh, by Strictly Limited Games and ININ Games. Never heard of them, to be honest. Um, uh, basically, I've announced it. They were working with Sega on it, from what I, from what I understand. Um, it was originally developed by Weststone Bit Entertainment, who originally created the original Wonder Boy and Monster World games. Um, and yeah. And Silver uh, Oh, did they? Wouldn't surprise you though. Wouldn't they surprise you. They may have. It's a high Maybe quality game. Quickly Google it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, so it was basically made. It was using the Sega system. Sega System 18 hardware, which um, from memory is that a similar one to what the Master System used to run on. That sort of hardware, or yes, yeah, am I getting that wrong? Yes. So yeah, basically. Very old game now, um, like it was basically eight bit uh, visuals and stuff. Um, yeah, um, but it's cancelled because at the time, um, well, supposedly at the time, the rise of three D games in the market and the arcade market meant the game was cancelled. Um, but yeah, they're, they're so they're looking to get it out. Um, they apparently started about three years ago. They started talking about it, um, and the Japanese name is. Do we even attempt this Japanese name? Of course, they <laughs> do, Graham. Okay, I mean, of course. Wait, what are we even uh, doing here if we're not going to have you attempt to speak Japanese? Okay. And uh, mind to... you, Graham took years and years of Japanese uh, language uh, classes as well to like learn Japanese. So I got nowhere. It was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Tokai Tokai Jikake no Aquario nailed it. I think that's pretty good for what I normally do. Hey. <laughs> you got to roll your R's, but otherwise it's pretty good. Yeah. Aquario. Aquario. He's not speaking um, Spanish. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's the Japanese name of it. Um, and, yes, uh, I mean, do we know much about this game? I know it's, like, it's a 2D game, basically, but it looks like they've updated the visuals to be a bit more good basically um i've not i've only seen a couple of screenshots myself um do you guys have any other thoughts about it or anything it's oh, a spiritual really cool prequel to uh clockwork nine i know that nope. <laughs> nope. no no <laughs> not at all son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> you tried you oh yeah scared. i lied again i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh man Scotty's um, on a game tonight yeah <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so it's coming out in 2020 at some point. Um, if you go to the Clockwork, type in, just Google Clockwork Ikaria, you can find the official website. Is it, um, but is or, it, uh, do we have to like wait? I mean, is there any way to like pre-order this thing right now? Or we just basically have to kind of sit and wait? I don't know. Um, oh, do you know? I, I figured you're already pre-ordering the game right now for me. <laughs> <Android>. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I, I don't know. Uh yeah, if you go to like the yeah. official website, basically all you can do is subscribe to their newsletter. Okay, um, I've I've just googled it and I can't actually find their official website now. Um, it's clockworkaquario.inin.games. 
Um, yeah, okay, that's fair enough. Wrestling. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. a spiritual successor to Clockwork Knight. I, I love that game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, still wrong uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. it looks really cool right. it's very colorful and it's very cool that things like this can happen now yeah oh it's awesome man it, it seems like it's it's weird like we're 30 to 40 years past like when these games originally like supposed to come out and yet we're still finding games that are just like stored in some random dude's attic on a floppy disk and it's just there it's crazy how these type of games are just finding the light of day today uh and i love it man this is it's one of the coolest things about the the retro gaming kind of uh community today is just like when you hear about something like this happening uh and there are companies out there that are positioned to be able to actually publish them and finish the development sometimes uh and in a lot of ways like too they're even able to integrate some of the original creators into the project again and, and help them finish this project and, and, you know, like get this game out there in the hands of gamers. And I think that's awesome. Yes. Here, here. I think it's here, here. Yeah. For Graham's a jolly good fellow. <laughs> I don't know if you English uh, types sing that over there across the pond. I, does it not come from England, sir? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Graham. Where does anything he, come from anymore? Yeah, I know. Exactly. We're I'm still boys. trying to get boys? a Japanese Amazon account together here. Keep going. Brexit. Oh, you, you, can okay. do, you can do it. Should we talk some Brexit news, Graham? No. For <laughs> the love of God. That. <laughs> nah. that, that has not been spoken about for a while, actually. It's it's all been COVID-19 and Donald Trump facing over here. Like, what is going on? Um, yeah. Crazy stuff. But, Yeah. They're, they're, they're twi- quietly trying to slip Brexit past us. <laughs> oh, it's probably where it's work. It's going to work. We, we're not. Yeah. No uh, one's paying yeah. attention. <laughs> From now on, we're going to have a a an, a spot in the news where it's like Graham's Brexit uh, daily news, and you're just going to tell us what's the latest on Brexit. Sounds good. From your perspective, Graham. Okay. What happened to our What happened to our Graham on the Graham section? Is there any new internet oh, thing that yeah. you don't understand now, Graham? Yeah. How's how how you doing on the Instagram, Graham? Uh, to catch you up real quick, Marson, last uh, two weeks ago, Graham learned about TikTok. Oh, <laughs> and that's like just a few weeks ago. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> um, I, I've I have still been going on the TikTok. He's um, gone in deep now. He's doing like yeah. he got these like nipple pasty like poorly <laughs> things he's been doing. I've been following him. It, he's he's. <laughs> been doing amazing content on, on, on I've been TikTok. doing really good impressions of Sam Neill, that's all I can say. It's very scandalous. Power. Oh my god. <laughs> oh dear. Um, <laughs> yeah, but there's some, there's some really good content on TikTok, actually. Um, I still don't fully understand why it's just on Instagram or Twitter, but people are putting it on TikTok instead. It's it's interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I and I haven't, oh, I went on Facebook for the first time in like two years or something uh was it completely was... different than what you remembered it looking like uh i, I found it harder to find my own photographs because that's one of the reasons nice. why i went on there perfect like, i went to my profile and i was like where are my photos kept like i found them but i don't know why i just found it slightly harder than it should have been because i would take like all my phone break from call of duty like, he helped oh. graham out <laughs> uh, yeah uh, anyway please yeah. throw it over to marson Marson, how about you tell us about this 
super crazy earth shattering announcement that Sega was going to unleash that would revolutionize uh, video games as we now know it. So I'm going to try and explain this to everybody. And then uh, just a disclaimer, I don't think anyone truly knows what this actually is, but we're going to give it our best shot. Um, So near the end of May, we basically reported on uh, a major scoop from Famitsu that said Sega would reveal something in the first week of June that would be earth shattering. And those were the uh, reporter's words and not ours. and uh, later in the first week of June, they announced what it is. Um, so what Sega is researching and currently trying to develop is a thing called fog gaming. Uh-huh. Now, uh, <laughs> yes. Now, this is a uh, cloud-based platform. Now, there's been some discrepancies between uh, multiple media outlets where some are saying it's not cloud-based it's cloud-like and then there's you know a bunch of semantics about what you know what exactly you know this looks like um so let's go with it's a cloud-based platform that could be potentially used by the japanese arcades um now this is currently only in japan uh being developed in in japan because uh in terms of the arcade industry uh Japan is still has uh, arcades and it's still popular there versus in the West. It's, it's not as popular. It's, it's, it's gone down uh, since the nineties. Um, so the fog gaming would basically repurpose arcades across Japan as, as part of, you know, the cloud as well as channel arcade games, machines, CPUs, and GPUs. So this would result in lower costs. Um, this provides ultra low latency and the concept is similar to fog computing. So players would uh, enjoy high-quality games, and arcades would be able to make more money even after business hours. So it almost feels like a streaming service. Um, so yeah, that, I think that's what's that's that? one thing I don't understand. How are they making money outside of business hours? So that, like, so what what it sounds like is is basically players can then go whether I guess it's like on a computer or what it is. It's, it hasn't been fleshed out or completely put in detail, but I guess. You can play the same arcade games at home. I guess it like maintains mm. like your scores and all that kind of stuff. So then when you go back to the arcade, you know it, it has all the data saved. I don't. It's it's not quite clear, but mm. that's that's the extent of what people are reporting. So uh, take it for what for, for what it's worth. But uh, I guess it's interesting. It, it, I guess as a loose concept of um, you know cloud gaming and trying to make the arcades as like a like a central hub like a server almost you know and and you could basically play it at home as well i don't know it's it's strange but i don't know if you guys read up on it as well if you guys had any opinions on that on that front see when i when i first heard about it i thought it was something similar to what microsoft was doing with the xbox one where right. certain games were kind of being partially powered in the cloud if that makes right. sense yeah like i think it's i think one of the fours of games did it and uh crackdown uh three does it for the online gaming side of things which basically means it's using xbox one's power but then uses even more power from the cloud computing services that they use so for right. crackdown three the whole world was like destructible buildings could be collapsed and stuff which it wasn't possible in the offline single player server single player game um but wow. yeah, so that's what I was kind of reading when I first read it. Uh, 
but then then when you yeah that was then the bit about the you know making money after business hours that was a bit that confused me and if it is what you're saying that you can then play games at home then yeah i don't know that just sounds like a bit of a different thing but i'm not sure um if it is something where the get, arcade machines are getting more power from the cloud that'd be awesome because like in theory games could be upgraded and you know better maintained i guess um going forward like you could have arcade games which had extra levels and stuff um yeah i don't know still so the i mean they're gonna have to give the gamers like something that they're not able to get from just their regular home console like wh- what because part of part of the reason why you go to an arcade is just kind of the environment the experience and you get to play uh some unique style of games that just aren't really conducive to playing at home. Like for instance, like the house of the dead, what's the new one? Like Scarlet Dawn or whatever. Um, it has uh, like, actually I think that's it. Yeah, sure. It has like, uh, like wind and stuff that blows in your face. Like all oh, this yeah. type the stuff. 4d. Yeah. It has like 4d type stuff. So, um, that makes sense to go to an arcade, uh, and, and play the game to, to have that experience. You're not going to get that by playing that game at home on like a controller or whatever. And so it's just, I'm interested in seeing like what their plans are to offer some sort of unique uh, experience that separates it from just your standard PS4 or PC uh, game experience. Uh, And beyond that, like how will they be able to translate the in arcade experience at home? if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. Because that's the only way. If they can figure that out, that's the only way I can imagine uh, this being anywhere remotely successful because we've reached the point, uh, and it's probably you know years now, where arcades far surpass uh, home consoles and PCs in terms of power and graphics and things like that. Nowadays, if you're playing on a high-powered computer or pc uh or if you know home consoles have you know released i i I would say within the last two years um the experience between that and your top of the line arcades um it's it's very minimal like what separates those whereas decades ago uh you would go to the arcade because there was a you know the graphics and power and everything else at the arcades was far surpassed that of like home consoles but those days are long gone so i'm just interested in seeing like what sega is going to do to be able to offer gamers some sort of unique experience at home that you know that they can't already get with their consoles yeah um i've actually just read another article on this which does go kind of this seems to confirm more not what I said, but the did other way. Did you just pre-order a Fog Gaming Arcade, Graham? <laughs> oh, Damn right, I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Japanese Gamerson, here we come. <laughs> um, Graham just bought a Japanese arcade. <laughs> um, <laughs> this one actually says it is um, kind of what you, I guess kind of what you were saying, Chris. It It is going to be, um, it's, a cloud, it's a cloud gaming service for Japanese arcades, which allows people to play arcade games from their homes using the arcade machine arcade machine hardware is like the backbone so it's basically using that as the i guess the the game engine and processing power is the arcade machine itself 
and people will play it at home, I guess, on their PCs or whatever. It doesn't actually specify. Um, so, yeah, it sounds like kind of what you said, that um, it would basically be streaming arcade games into your home directly, which, again, but as you sort of thing. said... It doesn't say anywhere what you're going to be playing these on. And, like, arcades are so insane now, like Chris said, with 4D House of the Dead, and mm. you've got, like, those big spheres of mech fighting games, and you've got, like, Initial D and Daytona, whatever. Like, how are they going to mimic all this stuff two words fellas oh google stadia oh god oh god (laughs) but i i I honestly think the concept is just so you can maintain your you know your stats or whatever it is i don't know if it's actually trying to get you to replicate the feeling of an arcade it's just so you can beat the high score i guess and then go back to the arcades and continue it there but then mm. uh, then at that point i don't understand what the point of it is in my opinion you know i guess since sega has such a big uh you know thumb on on the arcade industry in japan and they're basically everywhere where arcades are it makes sense for them you know because then all your arcades in like tokyo for example can communicate and talk with each other and it's all the same high scores it's not like it's just a high score and Akihabara or whatever, it's also, you know, the same scores in a different city mm. and whatnot. So that's interesting. But I don't know. I don't I I, I don't see the benefit, I guess, beyond that. And I, I don't see I, it coming to the West. I think I've worked this out. I think Sega are worried that the COVID nineteen lockdown is going to go on for like ten more years. And this yeah. is the only way they can keep the money going. That's it. Play your arcade games at home, guys. Don't go outside. You're fine. Exactly. <laughs> um yeah, I could maybe for some games like I guess fighting games or maybe even driving games, this could work. Like, um, Graham, when you like... just said you bring up a that that's actually a really good point that I did not think about because, um, I think I don't know. Like, I it's it's probably safe to say like the Japanese are much more. Uh, what's the what's the terminology I want to use? Like uh, aware or uh, careful about uh, transmitting communicable, like, diseases and things like that. Like, you know, going into Japan, you see pictures, and it's not uncommon to see people wearing face masks. Mm -hmm. And it's been that way for years now. And so I I could see that maybe the arcade industry is going to take a really big hit uh, from, you know, the coronavirus. And They're probably trying to future proof any potential. That's you know, interesting. Other I, I did not mm, think about that. And I know Grave, you probably threw that out there just as an aside, but that's actually not a bad idea. Uh, you know, not, not a bad point, I should say. And and I'm I would be interested to see like how that could potentially uh kind of impact the arcade scene in Japan. Yeah, it could be interesting. And may, maybe if it really kicks off, something like that could happen over here in theory, you know. Um People like, wearing face masks all the time. People wearing mm-hmm. face, yeah. Why don't, why don't, yeah. <laughs> or, or people playing arcade games from home a bit more. I don't know. Um, I want to uh, see how they pull off like the UFO catchers at yeah. home. If how they're gonna pull that shit off. <laughs> they just oh, take their money without getting a prize. I mean, I'll see what yeah, they yeah. and take their money. I mean, I can equate this to like uh, casinos over here in the U.S. Like people need to go to those, or so they think, and they're probably you know, at a desire of it for it to go there right now during COVID and everything. And, you know, it's, I mean, Japan has been ahead of everything in terms of arcades for years, like back with, um, 
it didn't really take off here, but the Dreamcast, you could take your VMU to certain arcades and load up your, mm. like, uh, Rust 2049 save file into the cabinet there and then progress in there and then just take it home and play it on your Dreamcast. So this is this is just, like, a logical step for them. Yeah. So, but, yeah, I just it's equate it to, like, casinos idea. and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not, but it's also not game breaking industry wide insane news yeah. like they. And were this hyping. is what I and expected. It was I Sega expected hyping, something yeah. like this. I was like, "There's no way that this is not going to end in a massive disappointment." <laughs> like, I mean, I've I've gone down this road with Sega countless times. Um, I I and so it I I cannot get excited anymore. Where there's like, oh, it's a megaton Sega announcement. It's a Dreamcast too. That's where everyone wants to immediately jump to, and I'm just like, it's it's not, guys. It's never gonna happen. Top, like it's. Uh, I'm just. It, it's. I, I, I never what, get excited anymore. So wasn't there another rumor about how it was going to be that Sega would be publishing the Xbox Series X in Japan or something? Was that and I also said yeah. that was an entirely stupid yeah. idea. Like that because does it, not make any sense. Yeah, I, I, in one way, I kind of would like that to happen, but at the same time, no, because then Sega, in theory, they wouldn't be able to make any PlayStation games or Switch games anymore because they'd have this deal with Microsoft, surely. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel I was, like, yeah, that's just ridiculous. I think I was talking to Sketch about it, and I said, like, the only reason, like, it could make sense financially for Sega is that maybe they had some sort of, like, timed exclusivity with all of their releases that they would release maybe like a six to 12 month window on the Xbox series X, uh, whatever they decided to call it in Japan. I don't know. Uh, and you know, Microsoft would pay a bunch of money to Sega to be able to have that. Uh, and then after that window exclusivity window closed, then they would be able to release it on PC, you know, uh, you know, PS five and the switch or whatever. Um, but I just I still don't think that that would even make sense from Microsoft standpoint. Like there, it's not like you're going to trick the Japanese gamers and be like, oh, now I want this because it says Sega on it. I mean, Graham's pre- going to pre-order it. We know that. But yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> outside of Graham, um, I don't. I just don't think it would make any sense for you know for for either party really. Yeah, I've man, yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, anyway, uh, but yeah, this, this whole for gaming could take off. Who knows? I'm back. I had to go get my card cause I'm setting up a Japanese account now. Yeah, you are. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in for gaming now. The more I hear about it, the more I actually kind of like it. I don't know. I'm not. Uh, it's irrelevant to my life. Can I convince you, Graham, to... Uh, put in a stake on a small Japanese arcade and invest in one. Jesus sure, Christ. Why not? How, how much is a small stake? Uh, nine billion yen. It's like ninety dollars. No. Oh yeah, I could do that. <laughs> okay, you need to check your. Uh... I don't think that's ninety dollars. <laughs> I'm just saying the yen is like there's no one really knows how to convert the yen. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, who can I say? think most people who actually do accounting can convert yen. Oh, I'm sure they can. People. But Graham has <laughs> no idea, and I could convince him to buy, you know, spend ninety billion dollars in in yen, thinking it's only like seventy five dollars, and he'll be fine. 
which is like two pounds. So yeah, right. <laughs> so you basically, yeah, exactly. like two pounds and Graham, you get a Japanese arcade. So <laughs> worthwhile investment. Excellent. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. Um, well, wow. fellas, I think it's time to wrap things up tonight. Um, stream stuff, Scotty. What are we doing on the streaming front these days? Yeah, I don't know how this postal code works because it's not the same for U.S. Um, <laughs> we'll talk. Uh, yeah, you, streaming. You have to. I was about to say no, you have to yeah, click on the ahead. international address a bit. There's a bit, a bit of the address entry that says shipping outside of Japan or something. Oh, okay. I missed that. that somewhere. I'll find that. But uh, yeah. in terms of the Twitch, we are um, actually, as we're recording this, because we pushed it back a day, TJ's actually playing Fantasy Star Online 2 right now. He does that every Monday. Um, Wednesday, I'll be playing something. Probably not Tomb Raider, but I'll be playing something. Then Thursday, night throwdown. I cannot, I will not have fun. It will not be enjoyable for anyone. Why don't you stream, I'll tell you what, why don't you stream all of the Game Gear games that are going to be on the Game Gear Micro? I thought about doing some Game Gear stuff. Uh, well, A, I don't have them and won't have them since they're Japanese. I, I want you to stream Royal Stone, the door went opened. <laughs> no, just, just, have, just have a video of Chris going, shut the door! <laughs> shut the goddamn door! <laughs> Are you born in a barn? Um, and I can't wait. Um, the sequel also, Shut the Window, is uh, is equally great. as good. <laughs> Nailed it. Take uh, out shut. the trash. Um, the trilogy. The Thursday night throwdown this week, I think we'll be doing Anarchy Reigns. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's what – just keep an eye on our Twitter for when we – what we are streaming. Um, we've started posting the schedule every week as well. Um, and then uh, also, reminder, we are putting the sideshow on hold. Um, it has what? Wait, come, what? Y- you said that we are. I never said that. Yes, you did. <laughs> this guy's in his own world right now. Scotty, I, this, we this talked about it. We I talked know, about I'm it. Kidding, yeah, I'm I'm kidding. Kidding. It's 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 sad, but you know what though? It, I think it's time that we it take a little bit of a break. We focus back on the core Megavision show. Um, I think you made a good decision, Scotty. If anyone's upset about it, talk to Scotty. Uh, we were, I at least was starting to feel like the real live reenactment of the Mystery Science Theater 3000 crew on the Satellite of Love. I thought I was losing my mind for these horrible movies we were watching. Um, but yeah, so we'll bring it back eventually. But right now we're going to take a break and just do the weekly uh, Mega Visions show. And uh, we'll let you guys know when that does come back. But It'll otherwise... Come back. There's going to yeah. be some times where... Something's going to come out or something where it's like, okay, this makes total sense. Maybe it won't be, you know, like where we, you know, switch every week between the sideshow and the, 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 you know, the regular core Megavision show. But maybe it's like, I don't know, monthly or I don't know what it will be in the future. But I think it, it does make sense for us to take a break. But it's going to come back at some point. We'll, you know, it, it'll it'll be back. Yeah. Believe me, you'll still be able to hear our classic opinions on Uwe Boll's cinematic career. We've not finished the Uwe Boll series yet. We and barely that's... fucking touched it. Is that how you pronounce the name? I always call him U Boll. I used to call him uh, <laughs> Ebola. Or something. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's nice. Uwe, I think. Um, yeah. It doesn't Bowl. matter. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's all I got, though. Keep an eye on the Twitters and stuff, mainly, to see what we're streaming. That's right. Um... 
<laughs> so I'm I was... just watching Scotty play Tomb Raider right now. Brilliant. Oh, God. It's such a fucking crock of shit. That into the lightning room. It's so good. It is so bad. Graham's going to just do this the rest of the night. And, and a lot it's... of it is just me. Vis- yeah, yeah. You can. I have a camera on me. A lot of it is just me missing jumps and then laying back on my futon just thinking, <laughs> why am I still playing this fucking game? So. I have an idea for a uh, for a, a a stream night. Maybe it wouldn't be every week, but um, the idea would be that I would <clears throat> I would basically get my kids to play some sort of classic Sega game that oh, they no. never played before. Seven and, yeah, and get them just to see. For one, I'm, I'd be interested because Odin, my youngest son, eight years old. He's amazing at Fortnite. The dude's so good, way better than I am. And like, I, it's it's a very intricate game. It's not just a third person shooter. Uh, you're also having to build, uh, like, uh, like all these different environments and things like that. You're able to manipulate things and 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 build structures to uh, defend against attacks and things. So there's a lot to this these games. Um, and I would be interested to see like him kind of go back in the past and play some of these like more simple games, but yet still very challenging and see how they do on it. I think that could yeah. be fun. Could I be love that your barometer for him being good at Fortnite is that he's better than you. <laughs> hear, hear me out on this. I played with him the other night for the first time in probably a year or more just picked up and started playing and they were blown away by how good I did. I, they, oh. they, they uttered the words you carried us in that round, oh, which I didn't think that I did, but apparently I did pretty well. Um, I can't right. build anything. I just go around shooting stuff, um, which is basically the same thing. Graham and I used to do back in the day on halo too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. So Odin's going to take us back to the past and play these old games. Cause he's got to listen to his dad. And I can't think of the rest of the lyrics right now, but we'll come that later. <laughs> That's a work in progress. We'll yep. more to more to come on that one. So anyway, um if you want to show your support to Megavisions, you can subscribe to us on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash megavisions, where you can choose to receive either a physical print edition of the magazine or a digital issue. Keep in mind if you subscribe to the physical version, you automatically get the digital issue. Uh, for free, no added charge. Uh, we release each issue quarterly. Uh, our last issue just re- was released in uh, May. It was just a couple of weeks ago, actually. Uh, and by the time you're hearing this, the uh, the issue should be available to purchase on our web store, uh, on our website at megavisionsmag.com. Uh, you can check out the top nav bar for the web store uh, link. Click that, and you can purchase issue nine. We still have some uh, copies of issue eight left. Uh, I was planning on saving those to go to like too many games and uh, the other shows, but at this point, I don't know when those are ever going to happen again. So we've opened up about like eighty or so issues that we have left uh, on there for issue eight, and uh, once those are gone, they're going to be gone forever. We're not, you know, uh, doing any reprints. Uh, so, you know, just like what happened with issue seven, once they sold out, they're gone. Um, issue eight, they're, you know, getting really low in quantity. So if you're looking to get some back issues, I would suggest to do that now. Um, but if you were not able to subscribe to the Patreon in time, 
to get issue nine, uh, go ahead and go to the website and you can pick those up this week. Uh, and outside of that, our attention will soon be turning to issue 10 uh, for Megavisions. And I am super excited about that, guys. And don't forget that if you do back our Patreon this month, that those funds go towards the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. That's right. Yep. Nice. So um, just doing whatever we can, whatever small part we can to support the cause. You know, we want to we want to do that. And hopefully uh, you guys will you know feel a little bit better about, uh, you know, knowing that, you know, purchasing a copy of Megavisions, you're going to get this super amazing magazine, but also you'll know that a, a, a portion of that money um, beyond uh, the cost of the actual shipping of the magazine and everything else is going to a wor- worthwhile cause. So good stuff there. Awesome. Cool. All right. That is going to do it for us. I still do not have a great outro line for this. One of these days I'll get one, but that's going to do it. We will be back next week to talk more Sega news. Oh yeah. Be safe. See ya. Uh, the Ouya is long gone, Graham. We, that's no <laughs> time with that the, uh, Bye. <laughs> Guy Kai. Uh, I just saw Scotty swan dive in Tomb Raider by mistake. God, so. that's <laughs> every week of my life. That was the best <laughs> thing to do in, in, in Tomb Raider, though, was like swan dive off swan like dive and watch your land head first, <laughs> crack her neck. You were doing so well. You went through the Thor thing without getting electrocuted or anything like that. And oh, got yeah, the key, yeah, yeah. And then you just did a, you jumped back and you just did a swan dive of the thing. Like, what are you doing? Uh, uh, <laughs> that, I mean, that's Scotty's life in a nutshell. It is. You were doing so well. And then you did something super stupid. And, and you, you ruined it all, Scotty. It's literally. Like, you avoid the electricity. <laughs> you avoid the hammer. You climb up the thing. And then you. Oh god! Everything. That's like when we <laughs> fucking did the entire twenty-four hours of the Dreamcast. Okay, one of my Dreamcasts died. Whatever. We got a backup. Plug that in. Cool. Go. Everything's great. We do the podcast after. We're still streaming. The next week, I go to stream. Nothing works on my computer. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh, we love you, Scotty. It's my life. Yeah. All right. We say no. Not in our name. Such a fucking cliche The way you define them and us Those you fear and those you trust You know what that